everybody, and welcome to episode 378 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, coming to you from the Keith Wood Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, patreon.com slash laser time if you want to get in on this action. Who else is joining me? Better off dead, Chris Antis. <laughs> and carrying on my wayward son, Matthew yes, Allen. It's been a hell of a week uh, where we got to play as a giant blob monster and eat a bunch of people. In carrying. Oh, and, you did? Because I was on the phone with tech support yeah. in, in lines, government office lines during a pandemic in the rain. Ah, that yeah, was, yeah. Well, yeah, this, was, my thing was days ago, so. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yours uh, was right now, so we're all a little bit weary. But anyway. Oh, um, it's the worst. Oh, I'm, it's I, I'm trying, I'm, I'm just letting people know I'm, I'm going to build a weird energy. Because mm. I'm going to try and build an energy. But I'd really, really rather be unconscious mm. that right now. But I love you. Sick, new Sick of Star Wars coming out to Patreon. The rest of the website we'll see. So, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully this will all have blown over by the time this comes out. Anyway, aside from Carrion and, I think, Destroy All Humans, it's been kind of a relatively quiet week. We do have no, we a, a bunch grounded. of oh. Xbox stuff to get to, to talk about um, in our second segment. But first, Carry yeah. On inspired us to take a look back at games where you get to eat your enemies. And <laughs> there are a surprising lot of these. Uh, I did find some weird surprises out there, some of which made it into our list, some of which didn't. I, I predict America 2021. Huh. <laughs> Which <laughs> eat a lot of my enemies. Oh, okay. Uh, Things yeah, look like they keep okay. going the way they're going. I was like, "What? America's going to eat most of its enemies? How does?" Yes, okay, sure. Yes, I we mean, are. Does that anyway? We, we might not have a choice. Mm. It'll be yes, the only meat that's COVID-free. You don't. You don't just beat your enemies in these games. You consume them. You devour yeah. them. You, you at least eat their balls yes. so they can't procreate. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just call dibs and get in front of all the millennials. I call the ass. I'm just gonna yeah. start with that part and go from there. I mean, I, no I'm way. comfortable with saying I ate a lot of balls in carrion and a lot of rests of people as well. <laughs> oh, nice. That monster can't eat anything without ripping it in half first. How could you tell? It was, in, jaws. it was in 16 bits. You can't hmm. see that. Yeah, you, can. you couldn't possibly see those balls. Couldn't you though? Couldn't you, Matt? <laughs> Anyway, so no, just picturing them being added to the creature as it uh, like yeah, slithers it's just, around. It's just all balls, man. It's just it's just tentacles big, and testicles, baby. Yeah. That's what the name of that game actually originally was. They <laughs> big, had to rename it. Big red angry mess of eyes and mouths on a bunch of balls. Just giant <laughs> testicles slithering through space. I mean, this is Devolver. I would not put it past them to name a game tentacles and testicles. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Like Dungeons and Dragons, but different. Um, right. That's right. a different Damn. episode. Anyway, we are going to get into our top five, which traditionally begins the show. Games where you eat your enemies right after this. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 30 2010? Well, the Laser Time Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two. Over at patreon.com slash laser time, we've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparas and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. And I really wanted to talk about this, Combo Tribes, because in a weird yes. way, Combo Tribes sort of taught me how to read. I remember being very young in a summer camp, and we were at a bowling alley for a week. No one could really figure out 
what to call this game and you know without an internet or a caring adult comba tribes com coma tribes com- <laughs> yeah it was it was difficult we all had different and i've never only until recording podcasts have i heard anybody a uh, comba tribes makes the most sense what doesn't make sense is that this is a beat em up from technos the double dragon people who yes. built us the beat em up and this game has no jump it has a dash yeah. knee move like Double Dragon. I just played this, obviously, but I, I loved it. I love beat em ups. And this one is bloody and brutal. You can kick and punch people when they're down. You can slam Clown's head into the pavement until blood splatters everywhere. I fucking love this game. And I, I will never forget like the ad campaign for it, which was like this comic book ad in EGM with like the main villain, Martha Splatterhead, who's like a hot blonde in a tight dress. It's like, oh, I'm, my gangs will take over the city. And like, not if the combat tribes, Berserker, Bulova, and Blitz can stop you. Yeah. And she's like, oh, come on, Blitz, you wouldn't hit a lady, would you? And then like the last frame is just this muscle man standing over a woman that he's just punched out, screaming, cyborgs ain't ladies. <laughs> <laughs> So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Lasertime shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yeah! And we're back to talk about what? I mean, it couldn't possibly get any better than starting off the show with talk of balls and testicles and tentacles. It could. We we should just end it here. We're talking about uh, games where you eat eat your enemies. Yeah. Can we talk about the Nintendo leaks yet? Is it too early? It's in the news segment. Yeah, we'll get to that. But in the meantime. Number five. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much what all the games I play are, but uh, what is this? It came out fairly recently. Oh, okay, I thought I heard, yeah, that that I recognized that. Oh, God, it's mm-hmm. Maneater? This is Maneater. Oh, dear. <laughs> the spiritual successor to Jaws Unleashed, as far as I'm concerned. When you talk about games that let you eat your enemies, it doesn't get a whole lot better than just being a giant shark and chomping on a bunch of people after you've yeah. eaten your way through half of the Everglades, or where is it? It's like the Louisiana Gulf Coast or something. Mm-hmm. That the game yeah, takes they, place. they're trying. There's they're, they're borrowing from parts of Florida. It's, it's just kind of general that yeah. and anywhere thing. people can have pet alligators. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's all narrated by this guy. This is an adult bullshark. Fast, fierce, and armed quite literally to the teeth. She has little to fear here in the Gulf. Whatever, Jerry. Chris Parnell could read a phone book and make it sound funny somehow. Somebody's drinking team has a drowning problem. He narrates everything like a nature show host as you go around chomping on other fish and wildlife and eventually working your way up to people and fighting off patrols of shark hunters that are called to ineffectually plink away at you every time you eat too many people yeah the game starts with, well okay it starts with your mom eating lots of people but mm-hmm. then it really as you starts with you eating the lead antagonist's hand like that's how it opens yeah. you literally start by eating your enemy scaly pete he, gets his scaly hand bit off Af- pierre scaly pete leblanc after he guts your mom and and marks you with his knife 
Yeah. 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 It's kind of a jerk, that Scaly Pete. But the, to its credit, I think the game does maybe too good of a job at making its antagonist sympathetic. Here's yes. Scaly Pete in a dialogue, well, in a kind of testimonial dialogue, uh, talking about his son. Boy, I couldn't catch in a diaper. He telling me how to honor show. Believe that? I mean, I came down here thinking it'd be a good opportunity for some father-son bonding. But now, I don't know. I might start looking for another summer job. Hey, not everybody made to be a fisherman. I just hope this whole university thing works out for him, yeah? Just that, that going from being insulting to just sort of sad, like, oh, I'm alienating my only son. It gets way worse later oh, in the game yeah. after what happens <laughs> to him. <laughs> yeah, he's, you're, like you said, he's overly sympathetic. You're like, God, I feel really yeah, bad like, for oh, you. Oh, man, I'm going to have to eat these fuckers eventually, aren't yeah. I? Man, oh, yeah. oh, you seem to have hopes and dreams. I much prefer the, the, the voiceless enemies that give you superpowers that you kind of have to build up the aggression meter before mm-hmm. them to show up. And then, yeah, once you eat them, you get cool powers. Yeah, but... They're, they're much easier to kill. I mean, if you're playing a shark game and you're just killing other aquatic animals, maybe that's more realistic. But nobody wants that. If you're playing as a shark, you have to eat people. That's just the way it is. Did you see we had, like, literally Jaws transpire, uh, I think, as we record this today? Uh, a woman none of the governors wanted to shut down the country? A woman in Maine was attacked oh. by a great white and died. Oh, Jesus. Today, yeah. Wow. Remember that was, that was the way we thought we were going to die? Yeah. <laughs> I, I always thought quicksand. Quicksand yeah. was surely the way I was going to go. Mm-hmm. Turns out, I, not such a big yeah. problem. Uh, plane I crash I was, for me, I was, but I don't think that's <laughs> high risk. I thought right I was going to die in a pandemic, but one cause to uh, benefit Alzheimer's patients that started the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. I was ready to be ahead of all of you. Mm-hmm. Just stop I'll tell talking. you where all the humans are, Zaius. I, I'll sell all <laughs> these fucking faces out. I just imagine you were fantasizing about losing the power of speech and not having to do podcasts anymore. Oh my god! At this point, <laughs> with my back hurting this bad and so many other adult responsibilities, that'd be great. Yeah, we just would need keep to set up a bed studio. Yeah. We would keep him on do- mic and just ask mm-hmm. him to, you know, make grunts every once oh in a god. while. Oh god, I would have to work the soundboard, wouldn't I? Yes. <laughs> uh. Ah, man. But, yeah, I I did like Maneater quite a bit. You do get to, yeah, start out as a tiny little baby shark and gradually, through terrible struggle, work your way up to the point of being some sort of Lovecraftian aquatic horror where you've got just got, like, a huge bony head and electrical powers and uh, a bunch of crazy other shit. Yeah, poison stealth powers. The one that mm-hmm. did look Lovecraftian was the electrical one, though. You had, like, tentacles coming off your tentacles. It was pretty gross. Yeah. Tentacles coming off your fins, I think you mean. No, no, tentacles coming off your tentacles, which were coming oh, off okay. your fins as well. Oh, yeah. all right. All right. It, yeah. was, it was pretty gross looking. Several several levels of tentacles. There was layers of, yeah, tentacular yeah, the, layers, Michael, is how we refer to them mm-hmm. in the uh, the ocean uh, oceanographic community. Sure. bunch bunch yeah. of Lovecraftian references throughout this as well. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Think, certain things you can find while searching in the, the dark recesses of the ocean. And yet none of the, the, the other creatures you fight are quite as horrific as you become by the end of this. Like even even like the, the hunted killer whale or whatever, or, or a sperm whale. Like, and, and yeah, having to take down a sperm whale and then get to eat it is an experience. Is, uh, will have to be blurred in a rated R movie. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Not quite as bad as a demon sperm whale. Got to yeah, look out yeah. for those. Can't believe it took sleep. Twitter a whole day to come up to change that to demon semen. Like it, <laughs> it rolls off the tongue so well, just like demon semen. Well, you know. Ooh. All right. Anyway, number four. Um, this is a, a bit of an oldie by our current standards. Oh, it's the legacy of Cain. I'm, I'm hearing some spirits being sucked up, right? Is that yeah. what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. I, I recognize that sound. The Yeah, it's it was just such a unique, like, ha, 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 every time he sucked yeah. in. So this spirit. is Legacy of Cain's Soul Reaver. Uh, one of the first games I remember being billed as a Zelda killer and one of the few to almost pull that off, which it probably would have if it had been a little bit longer. Because it's just a, a very inventive game, very unusual. You're you're playing as a, an undead undead, basically. that uh, The vampire Raziel, after thousands of years of getting to be one of the lieutenants of the first game's hero, quote-unquote hero, Kane. Yeah gets thrown into some sort of vortex that basically dissolves his body and his wraith-like corpse is brought back by a being called the Elder God that wants him to go out and harvest all the souls that have been trapped by millennia of vampirism. And, uh, yeah, and and this comes with a little, little neat side effect. You are weak. You must feed. The old hunger has left me. I have no desire for blood. You are changed. Your bloodthirst is replaced by a deeper need. You've become a devourer of souls. To sustain your strength, you must hunt the lost spirits of the underworld and consume the souls of your enemies. Yes. So, um, fun, fun thing about this game is uh, you can switch between the material and spiritual planes... Yeah, and uh, when you're in the material plane, anything you kill then like manifests a glowing soul that you can suck up by pulling down your scarf and revealing your horrible mouth or with lack, no yeah, job, lack of a lower jaw. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Raziel, very uh, conscientious, keeps a mask on almost at all times. Right. Way ahead uh, of trend. Way yes, ahead of trend. Yes, and then and he, when he uses what he has. He's very practical. If I got a scarf, I'm going to use that as my mask. That's yeah. what you do, people. And then when you're in the spirit world, you, you there are all these other spirits that are competing with you to eat the souls. And uh, so you have to beat on them for a while and until they, like, discorporeate. They, like, lose whatever limited physical form they have. But then it's really striking because when you uh, swallow them, they, like, stretch toward you. Like they're being just warped into your mouth. It's It's actually extremely creepy to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It was a cool effect. But, I, I mean, for the most part, the... Alternate dimension stuff was really just a really clever way to solve the environmental puzzles in the mm-hmm. game. That's mostly what it was used for, but it was it was such a cool little trick. And yeah, it's I, I hate when they try to build games as Zelda killers because for me this is more hey just it's just a third person 3D action adventure game with cool environmental puzzle solving and neat mm-hmm. combat. If yeah. that makes it a Zelda clone, fucking fine. There's thousands of games that are like was, that. I do, I, I, every time we talk about this, I'm just like, what? happened to this series like hmm. soul reaver was a game everyone had and was talking about and yeah. its biggest flaws were that it was like it was too big and like overstated its welcome quite a bit well I, I remember soul reaver was like unfinished and it was very hmm. short for the time i think you could finish it in around 10 hours and really? yeah and but Which but then so up? we were told like oh there there's like a bunch of stuff that was left on the cutting room floor because they couldn't get it in in time 
and that will we'll get all that in the sequel. Soul Reaver 2 came out for PS2 and was extremely disappointing. Like the the original Soul Reaver had like amazing boss fights. Soul Reaver 2 didn't have any. It was largely forgettable and just like introduced a bunch of new characters that pushed the the narrative in a different direction. It's like, "Oh, it's all about time travel and averting your fate." And now there's this this uh I guess I guess he was maybe in the first game. I think Mobius or something that he's like this chronomancer who's trying to keep you locked into your fate, and you and Kane are trying to break out of this cycle. And then it got we got Blood Omen too, which was pretty good, but was like this weird like oh here's like an alternate future of what happens to Kane in this new timeline, and then Legacy of Kane Defiance just brought them both together, and then the series has sort of disappeared. Yeah, but, it looks like it, it resides with Square Enix at this hmm. point. Oh, yeah. It was Square probably Enix. part of the IDOS. Uh, yeah, Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, this yeah. was an IDOS thing. But this this series, I mean, uh, I want to say it had some pretty famous industry people attached oh, yeah. to it. I think, Amy, didn't Amy, Amy Hennig? Hennig? She yeah. wrote it, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah she, she wrote it. it. Bang-up job. Uh, had some of the, some phenomenal voice acting for the time. Simon Templeman as Kane as, was a really iconic performance, and just the interplay between Tony Jay and Michael Bell as the Elder God and Raziel. Tony Jay being uh, Judge Frollo in the, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, okay, not not the magician. That's Ricky Jay. My yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, dude. Tony Jay has that great British baritone that I can't even hope to imitate. I mean, the other thing that might have happened to it is that this was Crystal Dynamics, and now their focus is, I think, purely Tomb Raider stuff, you know. So. Mm. Or that, and well, they're doing the Marvel game, that's right. Shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. When is it? Is that, that's, that's, that's like September. a month away. Yeah. There was, they, just, they just had a thing earlier this week about it that I don't think it revealed anything that big or new, but it's... it's I think we're, we're, yeah, we're only weeks away from going like, oh, shit, that's out this week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah new, exactly. new stuff. We need it more now more than ever. Mm-hmm. We need everything more now more than ever, but uh, but yeah, there's also a like you you could heal from from gaining the soul. So like yes, you're you're devouring everything that your enemies ever were. They're they're very essences, but you get some new perks from it if you eat the right ones. Consuming Zephon's apostate soul has bestowed on you a new gift. Like his vampire spawn, you're able to scale certain walls which are otherwise impassable but only in the physical realm. In the spirit world, these insubstantial edifices will not support you. The hookshot will propel you to new heights, Raziel. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's basically that. But yeah, Z- Zephon is like this this really gross, like, oh, he's he's just been evolving for thousands of years and he's become like this grotesque giant insect man. And... I didn't find out about Warren Zevon until years after say. Zephon, and <laughs> like Zephon that's all I can imagine. Werewolves of London yes. in there. It's really exactly. weird. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Ow. But yeah, a, a great game that kind of that series suffered from diminishing returns after this. But you, I would, you know I would love to see a remaster of this and a relaunch. Right. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would, yeah, I would love to see them. Come on, just like a yeah, a little bit of a remaster. Yeah. Do like what they I did do to love Spyro. It. If you go to its the Wikipedia page, the final uh, chronological entry um, is Michael. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. They cited uh, me? Yes. The, from Games Radar's top seven apocalyptic game. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty good apocalypse, too. Like the vampire oh. apocalypse. It's uh, 
the the world of Nazgoth. Uh, so at the end of the first game, Legacy of Cain, Blood Omen, or Blood Omen, Legacy of Cain, whatever the fuck it was, your anti-hero Cain is faced with the choice of you can either sacrifice yourself to restore these pillars that represent the the order of the world that are decaying. Or you can not sacrifice yourself, you stay alive, and they will continue to decay, and the world will continue to go bad. Soul Reaver canonically follows that he did not sacrifice himself. So the world has been plunged ever more slowly into darkness as vampires become more and more powerful. They become like these grotesque mutants. Not just like Zephon, but like just at the beginning, like they all have like these huge clawed feet. Raziel is destroyed because he evolves wings before Kane does. How dare he? Yeah, that's right. They have like a little rivalry. Uh, Chris, actually, just a quick correction. That is not Michael that they are citing. That that person's name is spelled with an easy, so clearly oh, a different it's, Michael It's, it's clearly the, the Twitter bot of me that someone made. <laughs> <laughs> that today bragged about finishing a Yelp review. And it's, it's not that that was the last... I'd like to think that was the last time anyone talked about Soul Reaver uh, 10 years ago this October, mm-hmm. but it's just the last time anybody bothered to update the wiki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. would you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like you guys said, I, I just think that's overdue. crazy. I, th- I think a lot of us had this earmarked for like a franchise we'd be talking about for a long time. It adapted real well to, at the time, voice acting in 3D when a lot of, a lot of other franchises didn't. Yeah. Was, yeah. was this, uh, at least one of these was on Dreamcast too, right? Yes, yeah, this was on Dreamcast. And I seem to remember, like, that th- this was especially noteworthy because, like, the load times were less noticeable and the camera problems weren't as big a deal. Like, camera problems were a huge thing in, like, the PS1 and PS2 era. Yeah. Where it's like, they, yeah. it, it would always get, like, hung up on scenery and stuff like that. And I feel like we've we've forgotten about that. Camera yeah, issues. We've forgotten, are rare. We forgotten about like the not cute platformer. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this was this was a really good platformer. It was. It was um, great. I, I recommend uh, tracking it down and playing it still today. It's pretty good. But clearly, its eating action is not as good or as gross as. Excuse me. Number three. This is about eating people, man. It's not just about cool games. <laughs> It's hard to tell from that, but those squishy sounds are someone being absorbed into the protagonist's body in which game? Prototype. Yes, Prototype. Uh, the game with the code name so good they didn't bother to rename it. <laughs> Activision's parent answer to Infamous. It was Vivendi's answer, yes, because yes. I worked on this. That's um, true. So this this Full was disclosure. Radical Entertainment, mm-hmm. uh, who I think they're probably their their most well. They they did a lot of. The Crash or Spiral games, I forget which one. Did I think they? it was the, the Crash. Yeah, they, they were okay. there at one point doing all the well, Crash stuff. Well, I know stuff. they did Scarface, The World is Yours. Yeah, they did and, that. And they did Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Which, which that was basically yeah. this engine. This, like they basically for, took everything they learned on that game and said, mm-hmm. now we want to own our own IP yes. and make it amazing. Prototype is basically the spiritual successor to Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction. And if you are actually following the story instead of just grabbing someone running up the side of the Empire State Building, doing a pile driver back into the street below, and then eating them, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I gotta say, so a lot of the times, you know, companies that are kind of just doing all right or whatever, they will try to, like, reinvent themselves and, and 
Vivendi, it could have worked. Because let me just t- tell you about the lineup, the potential lineup of games that we had in the hopper that we didn't get to release because of the acquisition. So we were simultaneously working on this game mm. alongside uh, Brutal Legend, what would become Brutal Legend, alongside some early prototypes. I think I've mentioned on the show before, there was some early DJ Hero type tech stuff of like guys with, with turntables, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think, you know, it ended up different. Um Alongside Ghostbusters, oh wow! Like wow. there were so many games that, like, when that merger happened, that Activision would end up selling off to other people. But it's like, it, oh, and then the other one that was a personal favorite of mine. It, it came out, never did huge things, but like, I I like Time Shift. Do you guys remember Time Shift, the game where you yeah, can yeah. manipulate time? I, and I remember the shooter. <laughs> who was it who said like this game basically personifies seven out of ten? Uh. <laughs> yes. Oh, and then um. Oh, what's the one that like the Bethesda? Uh, wet. We were also we also uh, yeah. were, were wet. wet. We mm-hmm. had so many games that I'm like, God. Like, had we just held on for a little bit, we probably would have been. We would have moved up the rank in third party publishers for sure. But anyway, mm. we could have just repurposed that engine with and like made the main character a dude and called it hard instead. <laughs> hard and wet. It's wet for wet work. And, and then I the know, inevitable but... sequel. You know, the hard and wet. Join forces. Uh-huh. It's yeah. called hard and wet. It's yeah. called fucking. Yeah, I've not, <laughs> not thought about wet in like ten years. Oh my god! It's not terrible. It's just one of those games that was again like a four-hour game though. Yeah. So I, I mostly remember it uh, because, like, I don't know if you remember, but like on the PS3, when you would browse games in the menu, sometimes it would like come up with like an animated background theme, and it would play music from the game. Mm-hmm. And wet was always like this very. You know, bluesy like dun 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 dun, and and I, I mostly just remember it from that. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, what were we talking prototype. about? Prototype, yes, prototype. So prototype's good. This yeah. is uh, yeah, it's a it's a pandemic themed game where you, Alex Mercer, are a researcher on some sort of crazy ass new virus, and it gets out and infects you, and uh, no spoilers met, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, then, yeah, you get all these crazy powers that uh, enable you, among other things, to just randomly devour people. And so you can grab them, and then a little button prompt pops up that says consume. And when you do that, you'll, like, squash their heads down into their bodies, and then their shattered forms will just sort of, like, drift into pieces and be absorbed into your biomass. And it's super gross, and it's super bloody, and you can go on big rampages in a totally transformed and covered in like mutant weirdness uh time square <laughs> and yeah yeah you're uh, you're like uh, the T1000 from Terminator 2 but yes. instead of metal you're you're black goo sharp yeah. stuff all and over and you. you can hide just like the T1000 you can hijack helicopters by basically just turning your arm into a zip line uh jumping up to them and uh yeah hijacking them in midair Throw out the gunner, smash the pilot into the the seat, and uh... stabbing weapon. Yeah. I mean, now that I think about it, I'm shocked they didn't get sued by Marvel for Venom because it it was mm. pretty close to a lot of the stuff. I, th- Venom I thought could do. Activision worked in some of the guts into Web of Shadows, where you would see shit like that. I don't know. Did not play Web of Shadows. Well, I mean, the the Spider-Man games also had like the the running up the side of buildings, which. Mm-hmm. Like both, I think yeah. Spider-Man 2 and Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction had that. There's a ton of stuff in Web mm-hmm. of Shadows that reminded me, like, I think they borrowed a little bit of prototype here. Yeah, maybe. 
I'm sure there's a bit I of barring all at around. At the time, it. the controversy was that Michael gave it a higher score than Infamous, and the Sony fanboys wouldn't shut up yeah. for well, weeks. I think I, I had like I'd done a feature. Where I was like just comparing them, like pitting them against mm-hmm. each other, and saying like I finally said like Yep, yeah, I think Prototype's the better game. And I think I, I think it yeah. was it was that like in the review of Infamous. Uh, we did this thing that was like, is it better then? And mm-hmm. I had said prototype, like with the caveat that like I had just played it the previous week at this demo event. And it's like that demo was more fun than anything I did in Infamous. So. I mean, to be honest, looking back at Infamous 1, it, it was a very clunky open world game. It kind of like was. I feel like it was overrated. I, I felt like I was being shot at all the time. I kept yeah. sticking to things when I didn't mean to. A lot, like, lot of building climbing while being shot at. That's pretty yeah. much my memory of Infamous is very slowly climbing buildings. And then they learned their lesson yeah. with, with 2. Two, but... 2 was great. Uh, Second Son was even better. And obviously uh, their work since then with uh, Ghost of Tsushima is uh, stellar. Amazing. So people love to rag on me for not being enough of a Sony fan. I caught similar shit when Killzone 2 was coming out and it's just like you you guys gave Halo 3 a 10 you'd better give this a 10 too or you you hate Sony and it's like what the hell kind of logic is that like they're not the same game but for different platforms and also prototype was on Sony platforms it wasn't like an yes, Xbox exclusive yes, yes exactly <laughs> Now it, uh, it just moves so much quicker. Like prototype, like we're seeing, was was pretty clunky. It, mm-hmm. it felt the best when you were like rail sliding, oh, you know, on yeah. the subway rails. Yeah. But other than that, you were pretty slow. Whereas in prototype, it's like you're gonna fly through the air. Like Michael said, you basically were Spider Man at times mixed mm-hmm. with. It's like you were Spider Man and the Hulk mixed and, together. And you with a can fly, and you have crazy ass bio armor, and you can turn your arms into giant blades or like uh, wrecking balls and. Uh, yeah, yeah, because they took a lot of that stuff from Hulk. Where remember you could you could pull a cab in half and turn yes. them into Hulk fists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. So they 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 basically yeah would adapt like all those Hulk powers and be like okay this is the Alex Mercer yeah. version and then another we're talking you know Soul Reaver series that burned bright and then we're gone. We got Prototype 2, and then nothing. It was just yeah. like, oh, uh, You got me confused. Like, did Radical Entertainment maybe own this IP? I can see Activision being a lot less interested in publishing it. But, I mean, like, mm. the, Prototype 2 didn't set the world on fire. No, yeah, like, well, it was. It, it kind of suffered from, like, well, it's the same open world. It's it's just in Manhattan again. And you've got a somewhat less charismatic main character in James Heller, whose whole thing is, like, he wants... Revenge on Alex Mercer, who's just become a total bad guy this time. Like, he was right. sort of morally ambiguous in the first game. Now he's just an asshole. And, uh... He's an asshole! Yeah. But the exactly. the idea of, like, I'm, I'm a U.S. troop and I'm going to get revenge against this guy who cursed me with the virus, like, that doesn't quite jive with, I'm also going to eat half of New York, even though I'm also human? So, right. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's but the, yeah, uh, it's just revenge, man. Never-ending spiral. Because now prototype yeah. three is someone that he affected. The 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 consumption mechanic in in the first game, at least, did have narrative and gameplay ramifications. Like there were certain characters who you had to track down and eat so that you could scan their memories. Doctor, try to keep the discussion high level. We need to know what we're dealing with on the ground. Its effect is variable. When it does manifest, it makes the Idaho strain look like the common cold. I don't need to remind you, gentlemen, how close we came to the point of no return in Idaho. Mercer's body is a bomb. 
filled with this weaponized pathogen waiting to go off. And now it's loose in the city. Running around New York, going crazy. Jumping off the Empire State Building for no reason other than that it's fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah pretty much. This was, yeah. this was fun. I just, I don't remember, whenever I go back and look at it, it just looks silly and untethered to reality. Yeah, well, especially now. Like, it it was an, an ugly game aesthetically at the time, and now it's also kind of ugly in that it's aged rather badly. Yeah. I mean, not enough to not be re-released on PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, true. But yeah. even that, like... Oh my god, that was five years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And they charged, wow. like, it was full price, wasn't it? Or it was like 50 bucks or I something. I remember that, mm-hmm. like, you could have, like, introduced this to a, a starving group of new console. No, it was like two years in the console at that point. Yeah, you, like, release this cheaply and then bring yourself in a bunch of new fans and said people who were mildly curious were pissed. And like, why is this full price? <laughs> why is this not a collection? Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't, it, it's... I don't think this is the case, but it's almost as if there's weird spite at Activision toward the stuff they acquired from Avenida. They're just like, yeah, fuck it. Just bury it. You know, just yeah, get yeah. it out of here. This, this isn't a Call of Duty game and has no orange gun attachments. We have no interest in it. No. You, you, I think you just nailed it. That's really what it is. Yeah. is Activision's focus nowadays is Call of Duty. And that's it. What, what are we going to sell to people? More leader pheromones? This hunter you're looking for seems to be a variant of the species. It fulfills a leader role. The other hunters take cues from it. If you can find and consume a leader, it may give you indications where the focus of the virus is. Uh, you don't have to look very far to find where the virus is, just saying. You told me no spoilers, Jim. Mm. Yeah, well. But yeah, Prototype, I, I did have a lot of fun with back in the day. And if you want to eat people, it's a pretty good game for eating people. But uh, if you want a really depraved cannibalistic experience look no farther than number two is someone making an omelet because that's a lot of eggs shooting out of that dinosaur's ass sounds like a super mario brothers 5 which we learned this week yeah Uh, that's right it was was originally called that really (laughs) yes well, yeah, Super Mario World was originally Super Mario Brothers. 4. Yeah, somewhere in the beta title, mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers Five. Yeah, well, nice. It's good to know. But yeah, if if you're confused as to who that is, you're hearing, uh, you might be more used to hearing him with this sound. It's Yoshi. Uh, Yoshi, the most depraved cannibal in Nintendo's uh, stable of characters, except for maybe Come Kirby. Kir- yeah. Kirby's Kirby kind of actually up, digests but... and passes people like. <laughs> Does does Yoshi? You know he eats a ton of things, mm-hmm. but like he doesn't eat Yoshi's. Yeah, that's true. Kirby no, eats yeah. waddledees. He eats all the things that are supposed to be his friends. Yes, like but if, all unless the they're the same species, it's still not a cannibal. So, hmm. so Yoshi's just a carnivore, Michael. Yeah, but I feel like it. If you stretch the 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 term of that, like eating any sentient creature is cannibalistic. Like if you eat something oh. that can reason. The way that you can, or, or talk. Tell that to my dinner. Jesus, when did this become <laughs> listen, like listen a to vegan podcast? Jesus, Michael. Did your food have the ability to articulate speech? <laughs> Somebody better have eaten the Burger King Beyond Sausage Croissant this, today for breakfast. Mm. Otherwise, God. you're a total hypocrite. Why would, I, why would I do that when you can get two of those for four bucks? Is, is that still is that deal still going on? That is like a killer. I, yeah. I, I have no idea. I was reading today Arby's ended its... It amended its promotion because we were 
undergoing a beef shortage I totally missed. Yeah, no and, steaks were like oh, yeah. I, I made the mistake of like, oh, I'm going to buy a steak, you know, with with, yeah. with the kind of online ordering. And the problem with that online grocery ordering stuff, you don't know the size of steak they're going to pick out of the freezer for you, and so it's like, oh, it's eight dollars a pound. Oh, this three pound steak cost me twenty four dollars. Mm. What the fuck am I, Morton's yeah. over here? Like, give me a break. I, was, I decided to like look at steaks at the grocery store and like, ah, there's no meat shortage. There's tons of food here. And then I looked a little more closely and I was like, these two ribeyes are like forty bucks. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. feel like you're you're at a like a nice steakhouse, but mm. I'm probably gonna ruin it. So yep, that's exactly. <laughs> I have no. I'm gonna slather it with honey mustard. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it really doesn't matter. Gonna, <laughs> burn it to a crisp and smother it in ketchup, just like the president. So there's still a, a <laughs> there's a dollar store not too far from me that on their sign out front it says dollar steaks, and every time I pass that by, I'm like, boy, you would not want a taste of that dollar steaks. Uh, come dollar buy steak our dollar like. steaks. We're trying to get rid of our murder victim. I mean, cow. <laughs> I'm just glad someone out there is still selling steakums. That's got to be what that is. Yeah, could be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, hell, oh, Yoshi. Uh, yeah, he also Yoshi. eats fruit. We should we should mention he also he also eats fruits off trees. Yeah. It's not, well, it's know. like when I when I say sentient creatures, like I am stretching that to just mean like uh, what we would consider like human level intelligence. Like if you eat a shy guy, I'm sorry, but that is cannibalism. Well, I mean, if you if you follow the Mario movie logic, mm. those are all human beings that have been de-evolved. So right. yeah, he yes. is eating humans. Mm-hmm. You know, those with those yeah, yeah Koopas? well, mush mushroom humans. They're or dinosaur humans. I guess the dinosaur humans. Yeah, God, that Koopa. movie's hard to follow. God, it's I, I, it's really I bad. found out Ed Solomon was involved at some point. I'm like, wow, really? <laughs> I didn't expect better from him. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, I I did kind of like the original sounds that Yoshi made when he was first introduced. And compare that to the slurpier tongue in the first game. Yoshi is is better when he sounds cute, man. I don't know. (laughs) I just found like eight DeviantArt pictures of Yoshi having eaten Mario with a... With speech bubble from his belly saying, now I'll never get the princess. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Is this a challenge on DeviantArt? Oh, probably. I mean, y- Yoshi Vore is not all that surprising. I'm sure that's like entry-level furry porn right there, or scaly <laughs> porn, rather. Uh, but yeah, like, um, yeah. Why, why did Yoshi never eat baby Mario? He would have made a perfect snack, and that baby is annoying as shit. And I know I'm not going to play the sound. That that game, um, I remember when Yoshi was first introduced, like, you could either spit enemies out at other enemies, like, use them as a projectile, or if you, like, hit down on the D-pad, you would swallow them. And I think they he'd poop them out as a coin originally, and then if you ate enough of them, he would, like, lay an egg, and that egg would produce a more interesting baby Yoshi that you could then grab and feed other enemies, oh, and then it would grow into a full-sized Yoshi. Okay, yes. I forgot about the baby Yoshis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But then in uh, Yoshi's Island, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 5, if you swallow enemies, they just turn into eggs that you can then pick up and throw at things. So they are reborn only to be shattered. So they are, are they're not... Eaten and passed through your asshole, they, but they are in prison without trial. Yeah, it seems and, that way. <laughs> forced to work as your projectiles. Uh, man, oh, what a messed man, up series. So dark. <laughs> but I love it's it. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. And as we as we learned this week, confirmed, 
Mario is punching the back of his head to get him to do really. To do that's the confirmed. Thing. Yeah, from uh, from the beta, like they actually wow. use like hit lines and shit. And you can see the look of pain on his face. Oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah. And I can see why they got rid of that. We were, we always suspected it, but I mm-hmm. mean, like, yeah, Mario was never hitting blocks with his head. His mm-hmm. fist is in the air because yeah. that's what's creating the action. Hello, mm-hmm. in front of you the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason he jumps like that. He's got the fist above his head. Hello. He's donkey punching Yoshi. Poor Yoshi. Oh, no. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, so that is a punch to the back of the head, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then I'll, I'll leave you with this photo anyway. to disturb, disturb you from here. <laughs> I don't care. It's funny to me. Oh, yeah. I hate that photo. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> They've reversed Mario's face and, and Yoshi's. A green Yoshi in a red plumber outfit riding a flesh-colored <laughs> And Yoshi Mario has Yoshi. green ears. It's so oh. wrong. <laughs> Everything about it is wrong. <laughs> Things were so simple when I was a kid. God, why can't I watch more Fox News? Uh, soon, soon. Uh, let's wrap this up. We have utterly failed to talk about Yoshi in any meaningful way. Yoshi's Island is great. Go play it. It's on the Super NES Classic. But... All this motherfucker does is eat. What game <laughs> is this? What he does is... Uh, oh, I think if God. you're listening the to the, 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 the Hanna-Barbera show from 1982, I'll play a oh, clip. This... It's the show where everyone's from Brooklyn for some reason. Charge! Um, that is a ghost running in terror God, and being brutally devoured sucks. by several creatures known Which, as the Pac-Man. Yes, Pac-Man, Peckham's mm-hmm. uh, Billy Mitchell High Score Simulator. Yes, yes, yes. It's actually called uh, Miss Pac-Man is actually the you know jumping off point for Laser Time. The latest episode of Laser Time, he says, really? without any knowledge when it's going to be up. But ah. uh, yeah, I think Ms. Yeah. Pac-Man might actually be my favorite game in that entire series. Uh, That's it's arguably the best and. Mm. Miss Pac-Man, who is not in that cartoon. That's Peppa Pac. Yeah. Peppa Pac. Yeah. Who, think I think it's uh, Pac-Man's actual wife there, not not just his girlfriend. <laughs> well, she's Ms., not Mrs. Do you think they ever actually entertained the name like Pac-Woman instead of a Miss Pac-Man? It's a little weird, just saying. Ms. Pac-Man. I think they wanted her to seem accessible. Or maybe it's pronounced Pac-Man. We've been doing it wrong Pac-Man, the whole Ms. Pac-Man. time. Yeah. The Pac-Mans. Yeah. We're the Pac-Mans. Mm-hmm. Meet yeah, I guess Pac-Mans. I don't really really get that now that I think about it. Like, that's, that's a strange, <laughs> strange uh, decision, Ms. Pac-Man. I, I kind of feel like they weren't thinking a lot of this stuff through back then. It was just like, holy shit, this is making money. Quick, get something out mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. Well, that's 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 part of the story we're talking about in uh, this week. The, the latest Laser Time, which is uh, fictional characters caught in very real legal battles. Yeah. Uh, the idea that they didn't think it all the way through and... It's yeah. in a very precarious legal situation now. Well, what I remember was that uh, was it was it Bally Midway that was the yeah. the licensor of Pac-Man in the U.S. Yes, yes. And not they to spoil things for a little, but uh, com- the com- computer gaming company they they got they had just been sued for making upgrade kits to arcade games that mm-hmm. you know were not spewing out sequels fast enough, and arcade vendors who paid I don't know upwards of five hundred dollars for these cabinets wanted to make some more money, so they. They'd make bootleg 
remixes, essentially. Hmm. And uh, this company did that with a game called Crazy Auto. And uh, I remember Crazy Auto. That game was yeah. weird. And then, and, yeah. and then they, it, because they had just been sued, they're like, well, why don't we run this by Midway? And they did. Midway's like, we want to go with it. And they contacted Namco. And Namco's like, whatever. Like, we, we don't have anything for you right now. As long yeah. as we own it, we don't care. And yeah, ended up giving those essentially like high profile hackers a share of the royalties of Miss Pac-Man. And that, as you'll find out in laser time, that had landed them in hot water now. Um, that decision. Mm. Not share ownership, but to like acknowledge non-creatorship. You know who should be in hot water now is whoever the designer was that said, hey, you know what this spherical hero who eats everything really needs is a sexy set of gams, baby, because yeah. that Miss Pac-Man model. Like, you know, you guys know the drawing I'm talking about, the one that was on the, the front of the machine on the name, right? Yeah, the one you're, you're, you just, I hear if you stare at it for upwards of 45 minutes, she'll uncross her legs. <laughs> <laughs> it still, it still oh, works. My. Right, right. Well, oh, but uh, only in Who Framed Roger Rabbit in that one frame where Jessica takes that fall. It's that's the only place you got to have the game well, on laser si- Since you mentioned <laughs> that, I, I have to play the clip from the Atari Twenty Six Hundred Ms. Pac Man commercial. Don't do oh, it. that's what I played. Honey, don't you know I'm more than Pac Man with a bow? Reach for Ms. Pac Man. Reach, reach, reach for Atari. Featuring Pac Man with a bow. <laughs> Shut up. It's just that, that very brassy, like, yeah. More than Pac-Man, we're the bro. <laughs> I'm also 50 years old. I'm 50. <laughs> I'm based is... on the horny animator's idea of Mae West. And no one can introduce young male's horniness for this game character other than SNL announcer Don Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. This, that was the version of this game, probably of any Pac-Man game I've ever spent significant amounts of time with. It was the Atari 2600 Ms. Pac-Man. Like, that's the one that I played a lot growing up. Yeah, I hey. guess it was better than the abysmal Atari 2600 oh my regular God, what an abomination. Oh, it was. It was way better. It actually looked like Pac-Man and sounded semi like Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I don't think I have to explain Pac-Man to anyone, but just in case. It is a game where you just run around eating power pellets, emptying out a maze, and occasionally you get uh, power-up. Pellets? Did I say power pellets? I guess power the power pellets. pellets are just the four that are at each corner of the maze, and then you get this loveliness. And you just get to run around, eat all the ghosts, they turn into eyes, and run back to their base to respawn. It's worth yeah. bringing up here, so Pass Blaster, friend of the show and host mm-hmm. of Padulkin, uh, he showed me a recent demake of Pac-Man Championship Edition for the NES that actually runs, and Damn. you can't get the thousands of ghosts, or not thousands, but hundreds of <laughs> ghosts on the screen at the same time that you were able to in mm-hmm. CE, but it's... It is Pac-Man CE. It's it's just like, yeah, you, you, you kind of have the paths that you're trying to get the pellets in, and, and eventually you'll get that power pellet and turn around to eat ghosts. But it, it does max out the number of ghosts, and it's very NES feeling in that it's like certain ghosts flicker on and off the screen because it just can't uh, yeah, process yeah, yeah, that yeah. many sprites at one mm-hmm. time. And But it's 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 just sort of it straight up like, to wow. alternate between them. It does. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it does. But it's it's amazing. Just look it up on YouTube. I'm sure you could find it. Like Pac-Man CE... Yeah, it's or, so or, cool. Or I could play regular Champion Edition. Just saying. Yes, you yeah. could do that. But that game is so good, like, I would have, like, you know, cast 
Pac-Man in general into the fucking ether of the past. But mm. like, it, I was surprised how well that formula just was amazing. And, yeah, it was uh, a, a different. Couple of, it was a different game. Like, I, like I always describe CE as a rhythm game because it, it's it pretty much was just kind of like you. At, at high levels, especially when you were moving fast enough, it's just kind of like you had to identify really quickly which path you were supposed to be taking to eat the pellets mm-hmm. and do that. And it became like a rhythm thing. Like I got to turn here, here, and here. And, and you were almost moving so fast you would you would start entering the turn commands right before the turn. Which remember the sparks mechanic they threw in there so that you could turn faster. Anyway, it's not mispacking. And and, and uh, to to the point of the goddamn top five, I guess. Uh, like Pac Man has. They've always been hard to perform, but like Pac-Man's had great multiplayer features, hmm. dating back to the GBA. Um, the Namco Museum for Switch has one I was never able to get to work, but I hear is fun. And if you've um, never played the four-on-four classic version in arcades on a giant screen, yeah, you can eat one another. It's well, fucking awesome. Did you guys ever play the GameCube Pac-Man versus? That's what. I, yeah, the, yeah. Sorry, that's what I was that, talking. That's about. the one with. Is, is, I want to say like wasn't like Miyamoto involved? Like it. Yeah, it, but I think you need a GBA for it because like. Um, you did. I forget so, who. Who is it? Somebody can't see. So the, the person field? playing Pac-Man is on the GBA because you can see the whole screen at once, and then the ghosts are four screen split screen on the regular TV that the GameCube's plugged into, and they can only see their immediate area around them. Mm-hmm. So as a ghost, you're just frantically trying to communicate with each other or figure out where Pac-Man is based on where the pellets are missing. And as Pac-Man, you're just playing regular Pac-Man, trying to avoid the ghosts and kind of fool them. It's one of the funnest multiplayer experiences I've ever had, and it was like a it was a bonus disc, I want to say. Like it, 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 I don't have yeah, a full it, box. It, it came, it came with sleeve. another. It came with like another Pac-Man game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so. And, cool. and, and again, I believe there's a mode like that on one of the Switch, like Namco anthologies. But I, I that was one of the most infuriating products I've ever purchased because like this starts the game. Uh, no, turn the Switch vertically, like. I did that. What the fuck is happening? I was never able to start it and just didn't have the patience yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, but it was probably patched because I think there was something broken about it. But apparently you can you can have that experience on the Switch. Yeah, nice. I'm, well, I'm still reeling from the injustice of realizing that uh, Pac-Man 2, which came out for Genesis and Super Nintendo, was not a Pac-Man game, but a weird point-and-click adventure that, if I remember right, could also be played with a light gun. Um... And yeah, it's like I I don't understand. It was it was called Hello Pac Man in in Japan. I don't know why they felt the need to make it the sequel to Pac Man in the U.S. It seems strange. If anything, it seems like a sequel to Pac Land, the terrible arcade <laughs> like after, game. After after these seven wildly different Pac Man games yeah, they make for yeah. arcades, you make a Pac Man two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all of those, I I almost hate all of those Pac Man sequels. They're pretty bad. A lot of them are, yeah. And, and so like Super the, Pac-Man, Pac- Baby Pac-Man. Yeah, Super Pac-Man is the official Japanese follow-up to Pac-Man. Hmm. And mm. I'm like, this is bad. This is this is not. What's the the three? Well, how much time did we give you? Pac-Mania. Pac-Mania was the coolest looking Pac-Mania at the time. Is great. Yeah. Is is, is that. that the like the top-down one with like the, the, the sort of 3D one. graphics? Isometric yeah. one yeah. where you can yeah. jump. Oh yeah. right, yeah. I, 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 at I've the heard time, people say it, that was awful, but I mean, at the time, though, graphically. It was one of the few games I remember in the arcade that was doing like 3D looking isometric stuff, and it mm. seemed very advanced. Yeah, and just the ability to jump, like you can jump over ghosts and walls, like it changes yeah. shit, and it can make the level much bigger. 
Yeah. And the levels sort of look like Legos. The, 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 the isometric yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Pac-Man, he eats all of his enemies. That's all he's ever done since the beginning of that series in the 80s. And uh, we'll just ignore all the games where he doesn't do that. That's our, our top five games yeah, where you eat your enemies. <laughs> Did, Eat your ass out, mama. And other things Alf would say. Mm-hmm. Did, and, did find some interesting things while researching this. Like, I'd never played Shin Megami Tensei Digital Devil Saga. But that game is apparently, like, it just stars this squad of pretty teenage anime commandos living in a digital world. And they get infected by a virus that turns them into monsters. And when they're monsters, they, they must survive by eating all their enemies. So there's, like, what? actual devour commands. What platform was that on? PS2. PS2. Okay, because I, I thought it, it had DS in the initials. I'm like, oh, is that one of those games they cutely gave DS in You're thinking Devil Survivor. Digital Devil uh, Saga. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yes. It does get kind of weird to like all the stuff at the beginning saying like you have to devour. Devour your enemies. Eat to survive. Eat everything that moves. And only like one of the party members has any sort of a problem with this. Like, yep. no, I can't eat people. What are you talking about? I was like, oh, that woman's so annoying. And Why we brought him up earlier, but none of us have affection for Kirby. He's cute, but I don't yeah. think we did. We were we were too old when the first one came out, and we didn't grow up with Kirby games. Yeah, but. like I played Kirby's Adventure on NES, and that was that's about my. I played a ton of Kirby games. I reviewed Kirby games. I <clears> bought <throat> almost more than half the Kirby games, and I'm like, this never ever changes <clears> ever. And it's it's just not challenging. It's slow. It's it'll never be one of my favorite Nintendo I guess series. I, but I, I really I like Canvas Curse on DS, but that was mm. also not a game where he ate things. So <laughs> <laughs> he mostly just yeah. turned into a ball and rolled around. Yeah, I, I think you know those games serve a similar purpose to like a lot of the Yoshi platformers. Now they're mm-hmm. kind of I don't like to call stuff babby games because it's like yeah you know some people do the young kids need introductions mm. to video games and that's kind of the role the Kirby games are fulfilling right now it's like yeah it's a younger it's a platformer for younger people before they work their way up to like a mario and that's totally fine i mean they're they're legit the last one i played a lot of was uh epic yarn and it really does get like balls difficult especially Mm. for two players does it yeah but but, i mean whatever i was playing with someone who's not as experienced and it just the difficulty spikes so extraordinarily that sucks Uh, i was i was pretty shocked but um Mostly, I find myself just like if you're not into the cuteness, then like you'll. And I am. It just it just can't hold me for more than five hours, and then I'm just bored. Anyway, that has been our top five. With that, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some carrions and destroy all humans, a bunch of Xbox and Nintendo news and leaks, and uh, some other stuff. So stay tuned.
Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. So Disney has said they they want to retheme uh, Splash Mountain to be Princess and the Frog uh, instead of the Song of the South theme, and and, and I'm totally get it and I'm, I'm all for it and the people that are like oh my god you can't you're, you're changing this thing it was and by the way all of those animals used to be on America singing right. before they were on that none of the ride, so. almost also, half. everything at Disneyland is like old as shit it should be <laughs> new and interesting <laughs> it's time for a change come on something yeah. else yeah, I think well, I, I mean nothing else will always have that earnest special I would be much more sad about Splash Mountain's retheming if it wasn't an excellent choice I don't know if 10 11 year old movie counts as something new Michael but like it's like it's already set in New Orleans. It totally makes sense. I remember going on that ride for like the first time in like the early 2000s that was my first time and I was like wow I didn't know there were all these animals and Song of the South this movie must be crazy I'm like <laughs> no they they cannibalized an old ride and like threw all that shit in there to weirdly make Song of the South look like it was much more raucous and big than it was. There are yeah, it, they're, that's they're like, what's weird that I mean it was never a big movie. It's like uh God, what's a what's a Disney movie Brother Bear. It'd be like putting on an attraction <laughs> theme around Brother Bear. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on patreon.com slash laser time. And welcome back to the final segment of our show, where we will just hit this button and talk about... Carrion, the game that inspired our top five, was good enough to inspire our top five, despite looking like a 90s-era game like Flashback or Blackthorn. Uh, it's really good, you guys. Have you played it at all yet? Yes, I played lots of it. Not, I think you beat it, didn't you, Michael? I hundred percented that motherfucker. I have all one thousand yeah. chivos. I'm about halfway through. I even streamed a little bit of this earlier nice. this week at Twitch at Maddie C. Allen. Um, okay, so here's the stuff I like so far. Mm-hmm. I like the movement. It feels so cool, like in yes. floaty and and however they've animated the, the I mean, tentacles to reach you're out. You're basically you just floating everywhere, but the fact yeah. that your tentacles are constantly whipping out in every direction to, to grab onto yes. things is, is really cool. It's a really neat trick, and they make you feel really cool. When the stealth stuff works, I feel like a badass horror monster, because what this game is, they're calling it a reverse horror game, where you are this tentacle monster that goes around eating people. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that works, like when I'm able to kind of sneak around in a grate and then open that grate and then snatch a dude before his other buddy can see me and eat that dude, it feels amazing. There's something, though, about the the attacks, like the tentacle controls and stuff that and then eating people though that just doesn't quite ever control the way i expect it, it to it and kind so of it, takes a while to, to wrap your head around the controls so it's like yeah you you are aiming attacks with the right thumbstick it's a 2d side-scrolling game and uh yeah getting getting at the quite the right rhythm like you can grab people with your tentacles and then if like you let go of the thumbstick but hold down the button you will slowly drag them to your mouths and eat them uh you always yeah. bite them in half and then you have to grab the halves and eat those 
as yeah. as you do this, you will gain biomass and become a progressively larger, shapeless mass of uh, eyes and mouths and angry red nut sacks uh, yep. that can squeeze through pipes and uh, generally just become a nuisance to a some sort of huge secret underground base. But I, and then the, the thing that surprised me about this game because I'd seen the trailers and stuff, and they made it seem like a big gore fest, and you're constantly fighting. It actually is mostly a it's a puzzle type game where you're trying to figure mm. out how to unlock well, certain it, places. It feels like switches. a Metroidvania, except without a the bit, map. Yeah. You kind of have to just intuit your way around. Yeah, that, that the lack of map really annoys me. I, I, it feels intentional. The lack, yeah, it does feel intentional, but I, I do find that it's mitigated by the fact that you move so fast and so freely that yeah. like you can you can get around through uh, uh, you can cover a lot of ground very quickly so you can just sort of wander and like okay where was i going where's the next thing i need to do yeah n- none of the maps are that big either they're all pretty small um mm. but it's it's annoying that the maps are not there and yeah it's it's very um i feel like they could have done a better job tutorializing some stuff like i think michael both you and i have this issue of like oh i have to shed body mass to go back to that old power so there's one of the earlier powers you get is basically spider webs you shoot out that can like affect switches and stuff and yeah. they can shoot through certain doors. But once you grow past that size, your power becomes I'm going to barge through like certain barriers. You have to shed that mass to get back to the smaller guys so you can do the spider web thing to solve those type of puzzles. It, they could do a better job of telling you that. But once you do catch on, it's like, oh, that's kind of neat. And then, yeah, it's it, it, it is way more puzzling than I thought, but I'm quite enjoying it. Um, it's just a... It's so different than anything else out there. Like it's and it's part of Game Pass. We should mention. So yes. that's how I played it on so, PC. Yeah. Game Pass. If you have Game Pass on PC or Xbox One, you can play this immediately now. Yeah. And the only other place it is, I don't think it's on PlayStation yet. It's on Switch as well mm-hmm. um, and Steam. But yeah, do recommend. Uh, yeah, if you have Game Pass, you should be playing this game because it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't take that long to get through. Like four to seven hours, I think. Perfect. Um, yeah. That's going to be a new classification of game, I swear, with these Game Pass type things. There's there's going to be games that we're looking for that are like that because it's like, oh, it's part of my subscription, but I don't want to dedicate 20 hours to all of these games. Just a mm-hmm. nice four to six hour subscription game. Like Almost perfect. any game at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, here's a game that if you're really good could take four to six hours, but probably won't. Um, but it's coming to PS4. Cuphead was a surprise PS4 release this week, just out of out of nowhere. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of incra- uh, kind of crazy. Trying to Google it at the last minute to see, I, what, like I, I don't think Microsoft has any ownership over this property. I had heard. I, I think they they might have invested in the development a little bit. Yeah, right. they did. That, that bought them a, a few years of uh, exclusivity, I think. But yes, yeah. uh, and they, but not to not to fret Xbox owners, you and you kids in your damn console wars, because uh, the, the developer uh, MD it's MD something MD HR. Something like that. They 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 said that Xbox owners who bought like the OGs, the ones who bought the game back in the day, mm-hmm. they're going to get some really cool stuff coming to the game. Um, they're going to do a special free update. Uh, they have not announced the timing, but uh, Xbox owners will get a digital art gallery, behind the scenes commentary, which I think is super cool. I wish more games did those, mm. and then the soundtrack just on its own. And speaking of super fucking cool, like can- Cuphead is an animation nerd's fucking cream dream. Yeah. And if you didn't see the trailer for the surprise announce, it's in stop motion and it is deliberately janky, old and creepy because it's done with no computers and actual 
camera lenses from the 1930s. Like Nightmare Before Christmas style? Like before that, like even mm. creepier than, even wow. even unintentionally creepier than that. We're talking Gumby shit, man. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. I also remember delightful. Like, Cuphead, be- because of that devotion to like old school animation styles, that game took forever to come out. Like remember it was announced before the Xbox One was yeah. a thing and uh, came out. It was announced years when I worked at a game publisher and begged them to publish it. Hmm. Yeah, and and, uh, and but I think yeah, it was all boss rushes then, and somebody gave them a little bit of money to flesh it out to be a yes. what people wanted it to be, which was a platformer. Mm-hmm. Could be. The thing is, it's like they didn't integrate those two things. So, like we kind of what I had wanted, like. Being one of the people who was like, oh, is this a boss rush? That's kind of lame. Was a Contra-style game with bosses at the end of levels. Instead, we got boss rush levels, which were amazing, and then Contra-style levels with no bosses, which were, eh. They're, they were more like bonus levels. Yeah. You know, were... it, it makes the level portions, like, it, it. I don't find them very satisfying. I love yeah. the boss stuff. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked both, and but I, I could not have imagined how frustrated I would have gotten getting through the level stuff and then having yeah. to fight a boss after that. Like mm. the, the way they had balanced those bosses was just so perfect. Yeah. Like you wouldn't want both. I mean, if they checkpointed it so you wouldn't have to repeat the level, then fine. But yeah. 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 That's anyway. not what they do. <laughs> you played that game. They yeah, don't, yeah. they don't checkpoint no. those fights. Um, th- I put, I threw this one on here because it was part of the Xbox game showcase, but I wasn't sure when it actually launched, but Chris, you said you've been playing it and I, I picked up a little of it. Grounded. Do you want to talk about no, Grounded at all? No, I said in order for me to play it, we should move recording schedules, but yeah. anyway, uh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, but I wanted to, I, da- I downloaded, it. it was only four gigs, which is astonishing if you've seen the footage because it looks really sweet. So I, I played a little bit. Um, okay. So when we, when we saw this during that conference, we're like, holy shit. They made Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the video game. Hmm. And that's what it is. But imagine if the kids could pick up one of those tiny pebbles and brain one of the ants that they yeah, encounter. Because that's what this game ants. is. It's probably related to Auntie. Don't do it. It's a survival game. It's a Honey, I Shrunk yeah. the Kids survival game. So well, you have that, to find water and food. That's and... the thing that is uh, strange to me. In that, like, So Obsidian makes some of the best narrative narratives for games around. Yeah. So survival games are not typically focused on narrative. Uh, no. So I mean, what, what's it like here? Is it is it like every other survival game? Like, is it like Ark or The Forest or? There, there's well, so the characters you pick, you, you choose from some preset preset characters. They do talk and kind of wonder stuff out loud, and so you are trying to piece together like, well, how did I get this small? Like, so there's a little bit of story there. And then, I mean, I just started scratching the surface, but it's like you wander around what I'm assuming is the backyard because you can see a house looming over you and you're gathering stuff. And then you've, you come across these like little like research tents where you can scan stuff to learn about it. And then that's how you learn your crafting recipes as well. Um, but yeah, the story is all like, oh, Spo- spoiler. It was it was Max Headroom's kids baseball. Yeah, there you go. So so all the story is kind of like, hey, what is this structure I've stumbled upon? Okay, well, I'm going to figure out how to use it so that I can, I guess, get back to being normal size again. I don't know. It's It, it almost feels like Babby's first <laughs> survival game because it does have like a nice kid. It's like if, if Double Fine took a shot at survival games. It, mm. It's actually surprising that it's Obsidian and not Double Fine because this feels like mm. a Double Fine jam for sure. Yeah, like a, like a child's dream realized. Like I ran, huh. 
like my head and like little cameras along the grass so many times after seeing something like honey i shrunk the kids and always tried to imagine my backyard as like a, a nightmarish level scape and i know i know like back in the day in gr brett and i delighted in in uh levels where you were a little thing in a normal world i love that shit yeah and this looks so goddamn cool and as someone who never got to visit the honey i shrunk the kids set in disney world Oh, I want to see it so bad. As 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 a guy who's played a few survival games, like I actually think, hey, this is a kind of a good way to to introduce yourself to those, and I like the theme because um, that's what Michael. You're right. So it's like a the lot of those Kirby games of lack survival is, games is what you're eh, saying. Maybe yeah, a lot of the, those games lack a little personality, and this mm -hmm. game has personality in spades. So why not? Yeah, I hear that you can also like they realize like okay, we know the giant spiders are going to be a problem for people, so we're introducing an arachnophobia filter where you can just basically. Turn, like dial it down so that they become featureless blobs if that's what you want yeah that's one of the first things you see when you go into the game it's like oh and you can mess with other accessibility settings but this one is like front and center like arachnophobia <laughs> meter you know it's it like that was that's like the first time in a long time i felt like a fucking republican dad i'm like seriously like we're, <laughs> we're afraid of in-game spiders but i guess if you if you I, it's called a phobia for a reason surely mm -hmm. there's people out there that like are just stopped in their tracks over a fucking spider. Don't yeah. tell him about that yeah. movie with John Goodman. Uh, it's I, not I used good. to have a problem with video game sharks, so I'm not one to judge. I get no, it. No, I, I, every woman I've dated has like, are you, are you being serious with seeing a spider on screen? Who the fuck? Oh, they're being serious. Okay, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. it's. I don't get it, but yeah, whatever. I don't like snakes. <laughs> snakes bother yeah. me. Sna I, I hate snakes. People's hate teeth snakes. being knocked out. Yeah, I wish there was a warning hmm. for that. Yeah, on, yeah, teeth, teeth trip me out too. Yeah. yeah. Not a fan. Uh, I'm sure lots of teeth get knocked out and destroy all humans, huh, Michael? Mm, yeah. So uh, I played a bit of this, just just the demo, because it wasn't available when I had time to play it. Um, but it is, they warn you right at the beginning, like, this is, uh, nothing has changed in this game. Like, we redid all the graphics, but this is still the same game and the same story uh, hmm. as the original on PS2. Um but it looks really good. Bill Cosby is still a voice actor, and there's all yeah. the content is still, still within the game. You get to play as a guy who's clearly a ripoff of Jack Nicholson, but an alien who probes people um, in the 50s. And, uh, yeah, funny funny thing was, so the original developer of this game was Pandemic. And uh, interesting story behind it. So I remember when Pandemic there was working on their swan song mercenaries Two, which was set in Venezuela and somebody like in some comment section, like Venezuelans were upset that there was this game being set in their country. And somebody said like, well, how would you feel if someone made a game where you, uh, you invade the U S and kill the president at the end? And like, well, you've just described destroy all humans, which was made by the same studio <laughs> several years ago. And interestingly, the story behind that. Uh, apparently one of the developers had said that he was sick of working on all these violent games. And so as a joke in a meeting, he said like, why don't we just make a game where you kill everybody? And they're like, yes, let's do that. And it became destroy all humans. Nobody saw his jack off motion. Yeah. <laughs> became destroy all humans. And that guy went on to record a series of videos about dancing around the world and became a minor celebrity. Well, so then, Chris, he said that. He goes, you guys, I was making the jack-off motion. They're like, perfect, Jack Nicholson. He'll sound like yes. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Are you kidding? Is that, That's where is Matt? 
yeah, Matt Harding. Yeah, that's where is Matt? Oh, uh, that, uh, I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's I did not know the same guy. Yeah, everything's connected, Chris. Even though, like, uh, if we if you did not do not listen to thirty twenty ten, like the that lead alien and in space invaders has Jack Nicholson's voice. And you also in Mars Attacks, you get to kill Jack. The aliens kill Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. As yeah, that this this game always reminded me like, oh, they're just trying to do like a Mars Attacks thing a little bit, kind of. Yeah. yeah, and and you're um, you're commanded by Orthopox, who has the same voice as Invader Zim. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. this now this game's only the the remakes are thirty thirty bucks, right? It's, I think uh, so. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's on uh, it's on PC and and all the thirty or forty new consoles. Depending on I think platform. it's thirty. And then it's on Stadia. It's probably forty on Stadia. <laughs> given given how the Stadia pricing has been, it's yeah, so I was, weird. I was trying to buy this on PS4 on I think Monday night, like when it's supposed to go live. And for whatever reason, on PS4 there was like a costume pack that was popping up for it, but not the actual game. Like it wasn't weird. even in search. Weird. Yeah. And I, I thought I saw Polygon's Polygon's headline was like, "Wow, this is a." B game with an A remaster, A plus remaster. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's it's also really weird because this was this is the quote unquote remake because it was yeah. remastered a few years ago for for that. PS4 and yeah. and try not to confuse that with the new version if you're trying to get the new version because it's like yeah completely redone graphics. Boy. It's basically like what they did with with Spyro and Crash Bandicoot where it's like it's the same underlying game but man does it look good now. Yeah, so crazy. But we, I forget how much they were huge sellers. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, like they, it was just a kind of a case of diminishing returns after that first game, where like, and yeah, the second one was okay, and then they just got really, really bad with Path of the Furon and Big Willie yeah. Unleashed. I was looking at the wiki that this the series had four developers in maybe as many games. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, that's never a great sign when other people want to move on. Yeah. Uh, speaking of games that look amazing, I wanted to bring it up here. So uh, Yakuza Kiwami 2 came to Xbox because I think it's part of Game Pass, like the like Zero and One. Um, I just finished this game a couple weeks ago. This is the one where they jump to the Dragon Engine, the same engine they'd use in Yakuza 6. So you can, like, when you're fighting dudes, like, throw them through store windows and then walk into the store. Like, you, when you go into shops and stuff, it's all there in the engine. It's, it's, it's not like, oh, there's loading screens. It's, it's so cool graphically. I mean, it actually has a really, really cool, good story with one of the best antagonists the Yakuza series has ever had. Hmm. So, um, yeah, if you... Who becomes again, a playable character in the long-forgotten Dead Souls. That's right, in the shooting, the yeah. shooter game. But, um, yeah, it, it, it slaps. It's a good game, and if you have Game Pass, you need to check it out. Cool. Well, then let's move on to... Nintendo was hacked. Chris, you've been following this the closest. What the hell's going on? I can't stop looking at it, man. And I, I, I I am, you know, uh, old enough and, uh, businessy enough to like, this is a deep violation and supremely unethical. And it's not a very nice thing to do, but it's just like, it is so cool. Every, as best as I can figure, people have to keep, uh, decrypting 24 year old software. And relearning certain aspects of Python several iterations ago, 
Yeah, they're calling it the Giga League. Like it has its own name now, and it's 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 previously it's 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 a. I think there's like two major leaks that are part of it, and it's it's code. It's like old so- source code, and then yeah, documentation. I, if, if the speculation is is that someone hacked in a Nintendo shit and took everything, and have kind of slowly been releasing because apparently this has been Pokemon shit has been been leaked like periodically. Just like none of us are huge Pokemon fans, so we're not noticing. But this was this is the Giga Leak that covered like the end of the Super Nintendo and the beginning of the Nintendo sixty four, and wow. potentially some <laughs> like Satellaview horseshit somewhere yeah, right. in between, wow. and like so it's just like unfinished versions of things you might like, uh, uncompressed details you have never seen this gloriously before because some of those details are saved in you know beyond four K. Uh, including box art and manual art, and um, it's, yeah. some of the manual art is just absolutely astonishing. Well, and uncompressed audio too, which I think we have a clip, audio. don't we, Michael? We do. uh, I believe we do. So long, gay Bowser. <laughs> oh, in all its Confirm. glorious original sound, you've never heard that without like echo or compression before. Right. Yeah. And uh, you got Star Fox in there too. Do a barrel roll. Yeah. Oh, like beautiful. listen to that. Do yeah. a barrel that. roll. You're, you're not used to that not sounding no. like, but like it's, it's clear as day. Uh, I currently the wave race cover image for the, uh, Japanese version of wave race 64 is my, is my phone background because it's fucking beautiful. But one of the coolest things they discovered, and I can go through a bunch of the little stuff, but it's, it's stupid. And, but I love that kind of minutia. I'm with the L is real people. You guys know about the L is real thing. Yeah, yeah. The the statue plaque. The, the yeah, the the ghost fountain plaque. That's that. It you can barely read it. They can't yet find an uncompressed image for what it might say. But L it it was presumed to say L is real twenty twenty oh four like no twenty four oh one is what uh, people believe it says. And it was supposed to be some clue that Luigi existed in Mario 64, even though he never did. Uh, and he, people have been able to dig through Mario 64's code, and there's no Luigi in there. But this is different than that. This is the source code. This is all the stuff that wasn't refined, that you weren't supposed to see, and some beta shit, and people uncovered Luigi. So a bunch of... <laughs> it's the good kind of conspiracy theories on YouTube... Mm. 24 years and one month to the day of Mario 64's release, L is now real. Huh, they yeah. found Luigi. They were able to put his model back together. Yeah, because they found textures, basically. I think what they ended up doing is they put the textures over the Mario model because he still looks more pudgy like Mario. He's not Well, a, he's like not allegedly mean. he was supposed to jump a little higher, too. And, they, and they, mm. I thought they found some voice samples that you can hear. Yep, here uh, we go. That's delicious. <laughs> I hope she made a lot I, well, of spaghetti. Well, part of, part of that conspiracy was fueled by the fact that, remember, like, Yoshi was in the game on top of the castle, mm-hmm. but you had to, like, get, like, every star or something. So people were like, oh, well, Luigi must be buried in here somewhere. Like, Yeah, it was, was... it was such a mind-blowing experience. I don't really remember anybody saying, like, man, where's Luigi? I mean, it was like a thought, but no one cared if he was there or not. I think it took years of people loving it, like... It'd be interesting if there's another way to play this, and eventually got that with Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Instead, they were all saying, Mamma mia. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Charles Martinet doing both voices. It was all allegedly there somewhere the whole time locked on these servers. And again, like people are finding this shit really slowly. The highlights are a potential, a potential like black 
human woman in Star Fox. What? I sent yeah. you guys. Yeah. Uh, saw those. Saw that art. F-Zero X, they found, <laughs> in the beta, they found a texture that's just the head of Beavith. Uh, from Beavis yeah, and Butthead. I saw that. It was just, you, you can tell that was just for some like internal tests and developers right. just screwed around. Right, but it's, it's all of it still, still fat. Just the, and, um, I, I, I totally forgot that like if you played Ocarina of Time 3DS, they got rid of the, um, 2D backgrounds that were in the original Ocarina of Time mm. because they looked a little dated and were difficult to upscale. And sure enough, they cracked this shit open and like, holy fuck, you can barely like, understand what you're seeing because these were all like images that warped and moved a little bit every time link did but yeah they're just like massive backgrounds and worlds from the original ocarina of time i saw Uh, the uh the animal crossing one i love there was a new cat character called they just that this cat 13 is the texture they don't even have a name for it they're just literally calling it like catty and then they they had these like um it's like versions of Tom Nook's shop that weren't in the original and this is the N64 Japanese game not the GameCube game where it's like there's signs all over the shop or they have it like a state that you never see the shop in it's like the shop at night they are slowly piecing together a game called Sleep that um features a character sleepwalking and your job is to clear a path for him huh. it looks very Probably much like it was a score it, it looks very much, yes, it looks very much like it was designed for either the mouse or the Super Scope, but they also discovered a Super Scope 6 sequel called Super Scope 15, which would have been fucking dope, you know, in a world where I could have afforded a Super Scope, but I did love it. Did you see the Super Donkey game that they found, too, that prototype game? No, no, I didn't even see that one. So it's a, it's a platformer that it looks like it might be like Super Mario World 2-esque and then like the main character if you squint your eyes would look like how Yoshi's Island would have stylized Mario it, it, it's but it's it's not Mario but um yeah it's it's just, it looks very Yoshi's Island um but it's a platformer that they were doesn't have any sound or anything but they were able to kind of piece that back together and run it and it's you know yeah it looks like a prototype that would have been canceled yeah, they're, 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 they're finding <laughs> kind of like finding, Rayman yeah, 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 Rayman's a great, great comparison. Yeah. They're finding like scrapped ocarina levels that may have been turned into Mario Kart levels that then scrapped from that as well, but also able to piece together Mario 64 levels and then just walk you through them with free cameras. It's all shit that like, I think the, the deep violation, in addition to the inner company emails that are coming out, including ones with, you know, stuff. Then I have that, a bit of a, more of a problem with. Like yeah, I, I feel like yeah. that's a, a, a violation of. But I privacy. said on on bonus time, I have more of a problem with that because I have probably emails from my first job that I don't want being read. Yes, exactly. And, and well, part of, part of the reason too is Nintendo is such a secretive company in terms of the inner workings that it's fascinating to people, and of course it would be. But at the same time, it's like, well, I don't want the magic to be ruined for me for certain things. Like I don't need to see these. Well, yeah, the that's, that's what I was saying. To you guys like. Nintendo's probably like pitching a fit about this because I'm sure there's a part of them that thinks some of the unused prototypes will eventually do something with this. Nah, it's probably a little past all that. Like, what are they going to do with Skinny Yoshi? Nothing. They have, yeah, they've, like, it's not Star Wars where, like, George Lucas is choosing to make a special edition to show you deleted scenes or behind the scenes footage. Nintendo has very intentionally chosen to never show you that, ever, mm-hmm. ever. And we have now stolen it from them. And and that, to me, like, 
yeah, that feels wrong, but I'm not going to not look at it. I want to see this shit. I do. Did you see the the Bowser model from um, Super Mario, Mario World? World? Yeah, he's got legs. Him out of his little clown car. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. yeah. With legs. legs. Yeah, yeah, there's a, legs. a beautiful sprite animation for a very weird-looking Link that it's speculated it was a BS Satellaview remake of Zelda 2 that never got oh, off the whoa. ground. Um, I'd seen the one with, like, super pink hair, like... Pinker than it was in the final Link to the Past. Yeah, yeah. There, there's yeah, those an official sprites. sprites internally of Luigi flipping flipping you off, which is Mario my new Twitter. I'm pretty sure that's like an index finger or a, a thumbs up, but it's completely possible because part of the things like they've already given us Mario Maker. And people went in there and found like these are how Nintendo makes the magic. These are their sprite creators mm-hmm. that they use for all of these games, and now people have access to that. That's that's. Very strange because I, you know, if you're like me, you've played a homebrew uh, Mario game from here and there. Unless they're just using all existing sprite work, everything looks a little off because they didn't have access to these tools, and now they do. And it'll be interesting. We'll see. I think we'll see a lot more authentic homebrewed games. You can see Little Nose Yoshi, which is fucking awful. I it's hate weird. It. It's it's like it's like that skinny Mario sprite we've seen. It's just like, ugh. Yeah, it's all, it's disgusting. It like it also like is that supposed to like without having a big round nose, like shaping his nose anyway just looks, seems like some kind of ethnic slight. I'm not sure to who. I, I am no sensitive <laughs> as as a giant nosed Italian. The uh, the Pokemon MMO looks interesting. That seems like a thing that should have already happened by now. Was that a thing in there? That's that's in there. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So it's it's IQ. It's when they partner with the Chinese the Chinese support company that was co-founded by Nintendo. So IQ UE. They worked on a prototype that would have been like a connected MMO version of Pokemon. Where you connect your GBA to a PC. Whoa. I, I'm a little curious to see how Nintendo responds to this. And right now, I don't know that there's been an official response. But there isn't always an official response when they do mass takedown notices Mm -hmm. and yeah i was i've seen a bunch of people i don't know if they're posting things on youtube that don't have music or they're deliberately not including music because that will get you flagged and found out earlier like quickly as opposed to just there's full octoroks and ocarina of time like just like that that skeleton we saw in the e3 demo like all this shit is like now coming to light and possibly be can be played in like some kind of HD, and it's it's very very strange. They're they're literally uncovering it. Like there might be bigger stuff that comes out after we recorded this because there's like new mm-hmm. stuff coming out hourly from this yeah, leak. It's insane. I, I think it it kind of speaks to like Nintendo has a much better track record for preservation than a lot of Japanese companies. Which yeah. for the longest time, oh, yeah. like there there are games that are pretty much lost. We will never get remasters of because. The practice at the time was just like, look, you're done with the game. Throw everything out and use that hard drive space for something else. Ship them and ditch them. Exactly. And like, yeah. you don't, you're not going to, what, what are you going to use those drafts of that thing that you wrote? Just throw them out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah we had an episode of Laser Time called Lost Media. And like, that, that was a common practice in television. Like, oh, yeah. your past wasn't monetizable. <clears throat> so if they're sitting on materials you can use now, fucking erase that shit. And and the fact that the, the fact that this is so well archived to me is a little baffling. I'm not sure if you've poked around any of your. We've all worked at big publishers. If you poked around your hard drives, you can find some stuff. But like, yeah. it's a little more difficult to go in and find old dev tools. Yeah. Well, the emails I want to know they must have 
to have gotten direct access to like corporate servers and those are sitting i'm assuming on some kind of exchange server somewhere i and, and I, me honestly i'm assuming i actually think this is coming from someone's personal shit their personal hard drive because there's a lot of stuff in there i don't think a company would normally hold on to or document because hmm. i like is, we're like is this real and like someone like you know, tweeted one of the developers who's like, that is a program I wrote 25 years ago to teach myself C++. How the fuck did you find this? Right. Yeah. And like, why would you hold on to, th- why would you hold on to this as a company? Yeah. Well, some of the stuff they're revealing stuff too, it's not just, I want to say there was an email thread, but then um, there's comments, you know, like when you, when you write computer code, you can comment certain things and you're basically like kind of uh, flagging stuff for other developers and programmers to see and kind of understand what you were doing here. But there's sort of like exchanges in the comments even between people that are like bringing stuff to light. And so folks are like, as they dig through the source code, they're like learning more about kind of the making and behind the scenes shit. And it's fascinating. And it's just mm-hmm. like, eventually someone will unpack all this stuff and maybe write a book about it or something if they don't get a C and D. There's no real bad that can come out of this. I did see a couple <clears throat> of tweets like, you know, like none of these people, most of these people aren't retired. And you're showing work and emails they didn't want you to see from 20 years ago. Um, you know, and I know the younger people among you like, well, can't hide from me a piece of shit. But like, you know, it'll happen to you. <laughs> it'll happen to you. You'll do something 20 years, uh, 20 years from now, you'll have something you regret. And that's it's a bit of a bummer, but it's not. I don't know. I don't think it's nothing in there is that like incriminating and shitty. Um, just somebody, why can't I share porn? Like, like <laughs> I understand if you worked in a place, I, you have high speed internet. It's 1996. Uh, That's the thing is it's at the, the, the very beginning of the internet. It's, yeah. it's like you're seeing the internet collide with office culture in mm. real time with those emails. And you're like, whoa, what the hell? Cause that yeah, was way I, before I, any of us were in that. Like, it, you know, it looks like a pretty decent creative workspace. It really does. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like a really I don't know, just like when, when games were all sprites and shit and just slowly going into 3D, like it just, it all seems like a really fun place to work at that point. Just yeah. constant discovery. It, it's like how game magazines used to be back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was a better industry. We've been cheated. Not, not a better yeah. industry, but like le- like le- less troubleshooting. Like, a, man, everything we do is an inadvertent miracle because there's not a lot we can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of miracles, I got Chris on a stream last week for this Xbox game showcase, what? which we reacted in real time. But we figured that it feels like forever ago because that's how time passes nowadays. But uh, I wanted to touch touch yeah. upon the big so announcements. I, that I, I know they said it was just going to be about games, but I do think it's weird that so uh, as of when this comes out, hopefully it will be uh, the end of July, almost August. We still don't know how much these things cost. When exactly they're coming out? Uh, yep. Nothing. We don't even know how big they are. Nope. I think uh, I think they they don't know. It's it's a, it's the worst game of chicken I've ever seen play yep. out Terrible. in the games industry. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, I'm sure they have scenarios of like we could price it this, this, or this mm-hmm. depending on what our competitor does, and both of them are waiting to blink because they saw. Okay, so Sony has had some amazing first-party exclusives in the latter half of this generation. But the reason they won the first half of this generation, we have to remember, they were over $100 cheaper. That's it. That's That was the main thing driving this stuff. There was a little bit of extra power built in the PS4 compared to the Xbox One, but not enough where people were like, holy shit. It was, it was the price, and they both know it, and they're waiting to see who blinks first. Yeah. But I think Microsoft has something hidden up their sleeve because one of the things that Chris and I learned in this show 
the star of the show was not any single game. The star of the show was Game Pass. And that's what Microsoft has up their sleeve. And I suspect, let's say Sony beats them on price. Let's say Microsoft comes out and says, you know what? Our thing is 600 bucks. It's a, it's a powerful computer. What can we do? And Sony's like, haha, sons of bitches. Ours is 500. Microsoft will go, haha, motherfucker. But you can also get ours for $35 a month with Game Pass included. And you do oh, it right, like your the- phone. The weird the console financing thing. The least to see, it's, I, it's, the, it's more the, the, thing, the thing that iPhone I can't, model. I can't stop thinking about, which I couldn't articulate very well on that stream, and I don't think I can do now either, is that I'm watching all these reveals, and whereas like you know nothing really is going to overshadow my excitement for Miles Morales on PS5. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the only exclusive. I'm like, ah, fuck! I gotta play that as soon as I can. I can't wait to buy that. And then we're watching all the stuff on Microsoft stream, and like, none of it was like, man, I gotta go pre-order that in general. And it's like, oh yeah, I bought that already. I yeah, paid I don't for have a year pre-order. of Game yeah. Pass. <laughs> Everything they showed me, I own. It's yeah. just where I want to play it. So I, I did some more thinking after this, um, because of that. I think my first console I'm going to buy in the next gen is going to be a PS5, and here's why. I have a powerful gaming PC, and I've been playing a lot of Game Pass games on that gaming PC. As long as I continue to be a subscriber to Game Pass, I'm going to get most of the cool shit they showed on PC, is, is the superior first platform. first-party stuff assuredly going Not to all of PC it. as like, well? That's, in the past, it's only been like half the stuff comes to PC. The other half stays on Xbox, so mm-hmm. we'll see. I, yeah, I even saw, like, I've seen PC Gamer talking about this more and more, and, like, n- this is still the best deal in gaming, and it applies to us. This is very strange. Yeah. And, and just thinking about that, we've we've literally never had to think about anything like that. It's like, it's a forwards-compatible console. Do I buy a console to play better versions of games I technically already paid for with my annual Game Pass subscription? Yeah. Hmm. Weird. It's a unique strategy, and we'll see. Uh, Sony's strategy is clearly what it was last gen. It's like, yeah, we are uh, we're going to sell you some plastic, and you're going to buy this and play the coolest games, and we're going to make sure we have the coolest exclusives. And that has worked for them for literally 20, over 20 years now. Um, Microsoft's thinking a little different. I, I, thought, I thought PS4 was very lucky in that instance. I thought certain things... Certain things I was wrong about with the Xbox One, but certain things like, you know... It's always online. Like, shut up. Like, my thermostat is always online now. Like, it doesn't yeah. doesn't matter. Hmm. Uh, like, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter at all. And like, and then like Sony was like, ah, look at this. You can share a game, and we hand it to one another. And like, I definitely don't care about that now. I really yeah. don't. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, I have and you, to and agree. To, like, I, I feel like consumers came around. Like that, those ideas were being introduced too early. Yeah, but 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 so now too. at the tail end of this generation, it's like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. yeah, but I really don't care about that shit now. And I think Sony had a just a giant lead in terms of, uh, well, I mean, in terms of uh, uh, consumer satisfaction in that, like, games were going to function as they always have. And now I'm definitely at a point where, like, no, nah, I kind of like where this subscription-based shit is going, where I save a ton of money and play a lot more shit. Or, or you might not even be saving money, to be honest. Like, because you don't want to do that math. 15 bucks times 12 times however many years you're going to have this, right? You're probably spending more on their games no. than you would have had you just bought the I mean, games you not, want. Not me, Matt, but... Yes. Because I've right. definitely had to budget everything that I do now. But uh, 
but yeah, not no, not me. I'm going to play if, the number of games you get access to far outweigh. It's it's. I mean, it's, I I played it. games because of uh, Game Pass that I never would have touched ordinarily. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's dive into the games. Um, they showed off Halo Infinite, finally. We saw some mm-hmm. campaign gameplay. Uh, I've seen it, a lot of it, people joking about it looking bad, but I thought it looked fine. It's hard to tell over stream. That's Chris has mentioned this before. It's like, we got this 4K yeah, generation and everything's streaming at 1080p. How the fuck is it supposed to look? I don't I, know. I saw, I saw one dev like, please go look at the 4K archive of the mm-hmm. stream, please. <laughs> and, and another yeah. guy was like, dude... It's a fucking pandemic. This shit's out in six months. Relax. God damn it. <laughs> like, that's that's such an uncorporate response. Thank you. The only... The, the, the stuff that looked a little new... Um, they're calling this a spiritual reboot, but it's still starring Master Chief. I don't know what that means, but they has a grappling hook, uh, which they showed off in the trailer. And then, as most of us suspected... They showed a, a map with a bunch of markers on it and objectives, so they're thinking they're, it's in some open world stuff going on in this version of Halo. So, I don't I, know. I'll, 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 but that's the thing. That's Again, that's the thing. Like, I'm not too wowed by this Halo. Oh, but I own it already, so I'll play. That's how I was about <laughs> Crackdown 3. Like, yeah, fuck it. I, I own it. Why yeah, I'll, I'll fucking play it. I already, I already paid for it. And, and again, yeah. I forgot how much it was to renew, but my introductory price to get Game Pass was $100 a year. That's less than two games a year. Like that sounds like a lot when you say like, "Oh fuck, a hundred dollars a year." Oh, it's a game and yeah. And, five, but instantly, I went game. back and downloaded Forza Horizon just because my cousin was over. I instantly went back and downloaded Forza Horizon Three and Forza Four. Yep. Just because they were like, that's an amazing deal. I just downloaded Four on PC today because I, mm-hmm. I remember how pretty it looked on Xbox. I'm like, oh, that shit's gonna look amazing on my PC. Yeah. Uh, they showed off As Dusk Falls, which is a lot of ex-Quantic Dream developers, so it looks to be mm-hmm. one of those kind of interactive stories. Uh, Avowed is, that was a big surprise, that's Obsidian's Skyrim, basically. They're, they're making a Skyrim game based in the Pillars of Eternity world. It's a first-person RPG. The trailer was literally just someone holding a sword and then starting to cast a spell. But you know hands. what the difference between this and Skyrim is? What's that? You'll never have to buy this again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never have to buy it at all because it's part of Game Pass. Um, Unless it leaves Game Pass. I, well, no, I should remind well, you all. It's everything in this conference oh, they point. confirmed is part of Game Pass. Everything. Mm-hmm. That's the okay. amazing thing. Including the new Fable, which uh, Playgrounds, so the guys who work on the Forza Horizon games, they are making the new Fable game. You see what I'm saying? That, that, was, that was the awkwardness of this press conference. The only equivalent we have is if Netflix did like a fucking E3 press conference. And we got this and this and this and like I wasn't not paying for this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, wow. Neat. Thanks. And that, that's why it was so surreal. Cause like, how, where do you make money? In this? Also, how many perverts out there do you think pop like a million boners when that fairy got eaten by the toad? Oh, the, the, the Tinkerbell looking fairy. Yeah. I thought that was fucking excellent. Cause like <laughs> fable was one of those games I was really looking forward to. I got the, uh, gray skinned greatest hits version. And it was even on the Xbox original was the most problematic technically game I've ever experienced. Like lost, corrupted saves, crashes out the ass. Mm. I never got to play through it. And it it ruined my fate. I never want to play a fable again. Two and three experience. were way better than one. Um, right. I really liked one. That's the only one that I played through all the way. And I, I felt was a strange time. attachment to that game. Was, was two the one that had the, the real estate or was that three? Um, I think they all had it. The thing was, like, you didn't, it was hard to find in one because, as it turned out, like, all the buildings were occupied. But if you killed one of the inhabitants, you could buy the empty house. 
Oh, wow. Well, and two, it was yeah, an easy system, walk up, buy it. And by the end of that game, I was a kajillionaire and it felt amazing. Hmm. Uh, we were talking about the Forza Horizon developer is doing Fable. The Forza developer, Turn 10, is working on a new Forza game. Surprise, surprise. Um, this one's just called Forza Motorsport. There's no there's no number to this one. So it seems like a game as a service that they're trying to run for a while. Um this game that looked really cool, but has one of the worst... It's just the weirdest name. The Gunk? Remember The Gunk? The guys who did SteamWorld. It's it's the new game by by those guys. Um, oh, wait. The, just, just, I just read a news article. Those guys said <laughs> they chose the Xbox because, like, uh, it clearly is more powerful than the PS5. Well, that's what Gabe Newell was on New Zealand TV, and he... They asked him like, "So which one's better?" And he goes, "Xbox." Moving on, but he's a he's a PC but he guy. Said, so he said, as he a developer, like we we chose to come here because yeah. we didn't want to scale anything back, and this is in my in my opinion as a developer of this game. The I had the article pulled up. He said, "I haven't heard a developer say a developer say that unequivocally it's out wild. loud yet." Um, um, so they showed off. It, this one was confusing. We thought it was just an expansion to Fantasy Fantasy Star Online Two. It's actually a separate game. So Fantasy Star Online Two New Genesis. I only want to play New Master System. <laughs> I look forward to not playing it, even though I might if it's on Game Pass. There you go. Uh, here's a game you might play because you called it when this trailer came on. Stalker Two. Chris is like, oh man, that looks like Stalker. I was, jo- I was joking. I, I was joking. I really <laughs> thought like they can't remaster Modern Warfare again, can they? We're in, we're in Chernobyl. <laughs> it's a little confusing mm. to me because like, haven't there been four Stalker games or three something? No, like that? I, well, there's been one and some expansions and a spinoff. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, because I've always wanted to play this. Well, they, in the full expansions web. were standalone games, but they all had titles like Clear Sky or Shadow of Chernobyl mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it looked cool. Um, State of Decay 3 uh, looked really cool. That that one's the trailer that it started with a uh, black female lead, like, at camping. And we're like, what's going on? And then, like, a, an animal comes up and she screams at it like a zombie. So it's like, oh, is she part zombie? Um, I like the State of Decay games. And so... I, I still have... When we made that stupid Dead Island movie, I bought on Amazon a like a full-scale dolphin because I was trying to, like, mm. we need a zombie dolphin. Like, no one does this enough. We need- yeah. <laughs> and they had a zombie, they had the zombie deer in this one. Eating yeah, and the zombie, else. like, I didn't feel a fucking thing for this game until I saw, like, a half-faced zombie deer. I'm like, that's the shit. I, I secretly, especially after playing Ghost of Tsushima, were like, don't, killing the deer is frowned upon. And like, mm. I really want to kill that fucking deer. I had to call it the black female lead thing. Cause TL was, was streaming with us and he well, pointed out, he's like, he, there were so many black female leads in these games. He was so yeah. excited. It was black female lead in the trailer, but like, these are all like state of decay one and two are like, you have a bunch of characters, many yeah. of whom are yeah. probably randomized, but it's interchangeable uh, leads. Yeah. It's what's yeah. like uh watchdogs Legion where you get, you, you can recruit other a characters, bit, to play but a as. smaller staple of characters. Oh, and I just want to say, uh, Shadow of Chernobyl was the subtitle for the original game. I was thinking of Call of Pripyat. So, Stalker. No one cares, man. I, I, I know. If, if I say something wrong like that, somebody out there is going to be like, it's not the real thing. You fucking don't know nothing. Again, so. tell them once again, I will pay 50% of your hosting fees for your accuracy podcast. Let me know when you get tired. <laughs> All right. 
I'll I'll call this upon myself. Don't at Michael. You can at me on Twitter at Maddie C. Allen, so no. I can shun you for that shit. At me uh, at Cantista. Yeah, he's I'll never get on back Twitter. To you he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> once a year, when I respond to people on Twitter, um, Tetris Effect Connected looks amazing. Um, and then yeah, they you lost your shit at that. They're adding some yeah some multiplayer modes, local and online. Um, the one thing it's missing is obviously I'd, I'd still say the optimal version of that game is on PSVR. They confirmed after this that I think these updates are also coming to the PlayStation version of Tetris. Well, that's, I didn't hear that. That's interesting. But it looked like, yeah, uh, I think I put it on the stream. I never thought I'd live in a world. Three different platforms, three different Tetris exclusives Yeah, uh, that all play a little differently. Yeah. Well, that was weird when we were watching it. I'm like, I... I recognize that guy. Isn't that the creator of Tetris? And we're like, no, it can't be. And then, yeah, it surely, surely was. Yeah. Because then I noticed Hank, the studios. other Tetris guy, the guy with the <sighs> shark hook necklace thing because he lives in Hawaii. And I'm like, come on, guy. Um, he's, there's he's a new 40, Warhammer 40K game because why not? Crossfire X. All right, Michael, I don't know if we can pull this up, but this we've hit peak, sad, mopey cover song trailer with this trailer. Okay, here we go. So long, gay Bowser! <laughs> God, that was good. God, that was good. Destiny chose me to save this world. I will see it done. Blacklist, we make our own path. We protect our own. Can you protect me from fate? I'm not kidding. Like, like I heard that. I've never had a song trigger <laughs> voluminous depression. Uh, like, well, like, just the, the the beginning of it. The first we're gonna rock, then we're gonna roll. Like, where have I heard this before? This is like not the style this song was intended to do no. and, and there's so many things that song can convey including making this stupid game seem better but guys, <laughs> but instead, guys it, it, crossfire x at the xbox game showcase oh, huh? they got us I, and apparently this is like the video game version of soccer. Like the whole world loves this in America. Isn't it's the biggest it. shooting franchise in the world. Crossfire. Yeah. It's no Roblox. The, the, hey, but the, the thing they showed will be good because the campaign is being made by Remedy. That's the thing. Mm. So, yeah, it's going to rock. Um, And then it's going to roll. And then it's going to stop. You got to go. Let it go. Okay. okay. So I, I just want to like, okay, I know... I, I want to know why this has become such a tropey thing where a video game trailer has to have a breathy cover of a popular song. I, I know why. And it's sad and it's stupid. And it's, it's just that it needs that, that extra hook to keep you paying attention. Hmm. But, they, but nobody wants to convey a sense of silliness and fun because um, – I'm not, I'm not being an anti PC person. This is something we noticed with the Super Bowl commercials from a few years ago. Like it's, it, it, it takes way more an effort to go out and like make a joke that everyone's going to find funny and not problematic in every way. But if you tug on heartstrings and pull on like dire, uh, Oh, depressing situation. Oh, is it, like to convey us to like not only get a song in there that you know, but also just come, convey a sense of like dourness mm, yeah and, and said like well but you but you it. said like that that hook it's the hook is 
trying to figure out like, wait, I know this song. What song is that? And your brain tries to struggle at that bit of familiarity and pick it apart. And then you're like, you hear the chorus and like, oh, oh, they're they're hacking you with, they're trying to forge an emotional connection and they're hacking it by putting in a song that's easily recognizable. Honestly, I would probably be more interested in the game if they had just used DMX's original song, but then we wouldn't be talking about it like this. But that trope would have been from 15 years But then it would like, it would make, make the trailer feel different. And I I only remember that because like somebody, were we we talking about Dead Island 2? That like, that's like the last trailer to be like just outright silly. Hmm. Silly. Oh, was that the run? And what happened? That game got canceled. I know. I'm a I'm the bomb and about to. Blow. It's just a silly fucking trailer, and there's a billion different ways to be like snarky in the comments about that. But when if you present a straightforward game trailer of like tense action and depression, and we use a breathy cover of a song, you know that what was that Brett and I when we stole your show, we did one from that insane asylum movie. 20, 20, 24 hours to go. <laughs> Single piano note. I wanna be like, shut up! Stop it! This sucks! This is stupid! You could say anything you want right here. Why mm-hmm. use this song? Why, why abuse this song? Why, like, why does it, who fucking on the document, like, I want some DMX here, but I really want it to be interpreted by a moody white girl. Mm-hmm. I want that. I, I don't know when it became the girl covers, though, because the, I'd say the first one of these that I remember is the Mad World trailer from Gears. Like, that's the first time I can remember True. sad song over big action sequence. But I'm just saying we're no longer in that world of, like, this isn't different. You all do this. There were multiple trailers like this in yeah. this press conference alone. Yeah. You can't surprise anyone like that anymore. Who are you appealing to? I fucking hate I game know. marketing. I don't work in it. <laughs> um, so we did not hear this when they made this announcement, but this is kind of cool. So in addition, so they, they showed Destiny 2 Beyond Light, the expansion, um, but it's part of Game Pass. All of the content, um, in, all the expansions for Destiny are included in Game Pass, including the upcoming Beyond Light. So you no longer have to pay for that shit, which is amazing because I've been what buying every fuck? one of those as they come out. So again, like, like, do you see how easy it's, how much easier it would be to just get an X? I'm undecided, but like, no matter what the price is, what am I supposed to do? I say it, but then I see all the exclusives and when they, when Sony shows God of War 2, I'll be there. And that's hmm. all they care. You know, that, that's what they will have up their sleeve. Is yeah, but really it's like, what do you need to buy right away? And like right now for me. Spy- Miles Morales, like there's nothing else on PS5. Yeah, I see. What that you're like, uh, but I mean, like, just because you know I'm a little older and I'll, I'll get to all this stuff eventually. But like, yeah. the enticement of like, you already own these games. Would you like to see them look better? Like, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> stop, stop, stop teasing me, Microsoft. Uh, speaking of good-looking games, that rare game Everwild's looking really, mm. really pretty. It's uh. Like this cart, it's like a Breath of the Wild thing. Everyone loves look- the deer thing. Everyone- I thought everyone loved the the frog dude throwing up tadpoles. That was, that that's, was that's the also star pretty of the show. Cool, but there, <laughs> there is that. But like, I'm also a person uh, speaking of being emotionally man- manipulated. I don't, I don't, I get really fucking weary when I see Rare's logo in front of something. I'm like, oh yeah, nowadays, don't remember, don't yeah. forget what they've done the last couple of years mm-hmm. and how none of them really work there anymore. Yeah. So we we already talked about grounded because that. It was announced that was on early access at that show. Uh, the medium looks really cool. It's a dual yeah. reality game uh, by Bluebird like Team. Soul Reaver. 
Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, where it's a mystery set in two worlds, and this one is coming this year. So, Looks a bit um, Silent Hilly or Soul Reavery with that that dual world thing. But yeah, I, yeah. I do wonder. Like I might have said this before, but I, is this the same game that like I think working in 2012 when I was in on PTOM, the PlayStation, the official magazine, that staff, I got like a couple of calls and a postcard, and it was all weird shit. Like, have you heard of Medium? You will. And then, like, (laughs) spooky music. They showed uh, new DLCs coming for The Outer Worlds. That's a game we all played through Game Pass last year. Uh, Mm. The new DLC is called Peril on Gorgon. Uh, Mm. So, loving that. Um, They showed Psychonauts 2 gameplay, which looks looks very Psychonauts. Yeah, Jack Black was in it. That's right. He was he was yeah. in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of things I've already paid for, Jack Black's been in like every double fine game since Brutal yeah. Legend. And- um, Tell Me Why is the new game from Don't Nod, the guys that did Life is Strange. Uh, and that's the one that I believe stars a trans character, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's twins. It stars twins, and I think one of them is trans. Uh, so this one I didn't remember being part of the main show, but I saw the announcement afterwards. And I'm going to say the name wrong because I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Balin Wonderworld? It's the, the Square Enix oh, platform. Knights? Hmm? Yeah, it looks like Knights. Yeah. No, it is Knights. It's from the makers of Knights. It's oh, the cool. makers of Knights, yeah. They also confirmed uh, Dragon Quest XI-S, so that's the special definitive edition, is coming to Xbox. And I think PC, because I have it like preloaded on my xbox pc app that it says this december when it arrives it'll be here and that's yeah. it's a weird thing uh u.s gamer friend of the show cat bailey her site did a did a write-up where it's gonna have the s definitive edition graphics from the switch so it won't look as pretty as like the ps4 that's version of that weird game. to me because why wouldn't you just Add the S content to the I, existing version. I'm assuming versions. it's what's easier to develop. So it, it has all the extra S content and the, if you remember, because the guy who does the orchestration for Dragon Quest has a weird thing with the Western editions, this will have orchestral sounds instead of the MIDI soundtrack. So it'll hmm. have the better soundtrack and more content, but it's like a side grade because of the visuals, which is just really weird. That, that's really weird. Like, especially on PC, like, if you don't have... Like, fucking 4K textures and editable FOV. Like, people are going to riot, man. Uh, so there's a bunch of other stuff that the young kids will love that there's Hello Neighbor 2. They announced that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this, I love this, having just finished the game on PC, Orion Will of the Wisps is getting optimized for Series X. So an even Ooh. more beautiful version of that game. That was That was the only game to utter the word 120 frames a second. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, I don't even. I'm not even sure if I've ever seen that. I'm sure I did one time at PC Gamer, but like, uh, it's been a minute. 120 frames a second. I can't even fathom it right now. And uh, so that was all the Xbox stuff. The only the last news item I had in here: Metal Gear Solid Five came out what five years ago at least at this point. Only Roughly now that, yeah. did fans manage to actually unlock this thing. Um, so in the game, they had built into the multiplayer mode. You could upgrade your base and develop weapons for your yeah. base. Well, and that- I think when you finish the game, if I remember right, you have the option to add a nuke to your arsenal, which gives you a pretty sizable, like, I, I think nobody can attack you or something like that. Like, there, there's a yeah. huge advantage to it, but it's also kind of tugging on your conscience a little bit because it's like come on but if nobody has a nuke 
then you know that we, we'll get this disarmament thing, which no one had done until mm-hmm. now. So about two years ago. It accidentally unlocked on the PC version, like basically a bug caused the cinematic to unlock, and so we got to see it back then. But finally, fans actually made it happen on... It took them doing it on the PS3 version of the game, which nobody but these people must have been playing. Probably the least populated version. I forgot it was even out on PS3. That's my theory, is that they basically... I think they intentionally did that. They were like, okay, what's the platform that the fewest number of people will be playing on? Okay, let's do that, Mm -hmm. and let's all agree to disarm our nukes and unlock this cutscene, which is a very Metal Gear cutscene, because it's all about how this whole whole series is about disarmament. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, but it's crazy to me that five years later, uh, fans had enough resilience to actually make this happen. Mm-hmm. That is not what I remember talking about this morning. I remember sending you a picture in person from a Target Lego display. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> yeah, you of new, talk about that? new releases. <laughs> yes, I do. It, it, it was just like, it. not that I don't want to pretend to be mad because we, off mic, we laugh about Nintendo <laughs> Nintendo merchandise all the time like idiots who care about the $300 well, NES Lego on, set on Mike we made fun of the people who are trying to get that the fake NES that they're coming up with right the one with the crank handle well, and you can pretend that, like, to play dude, Mario uh, if I if I may borrow from the president no one's a bigger fan of the NES than me but like I'm kind of service man outside of like some life-size fucking dolls I can put in my my house in front yard like I have an, I have all the shirts I need I have an actual little Nintendo that plays Nintendo games like all this other stupid shit is dumb and it's like this stupid hoarder race to show what kind of fan you are and, it, and that kind of shit no longer defines me anymore yeah. you show me like oh Mario Lego set like that's cute as fuck uh, a build project and it does it, it, there's a gamification thing in here yeah. that no Lego thing has ever done before. Yeah. And I, I didn't even think twice when they're like, yeah, the, I remember like, this is pretty pricey. The Mario set starts at a hundred dollars. I didn't know that meant like, it's the only thing that includes Mario. Yeah. And I sent you guys a picture mm-hmm. of a target display, a lavish target display of these Mario Legos. I'm like, I had to look closer at it. Like, Mario is invisible, a ghost in every one they, of these. They gray out Mario in every box that he's not included in. They're conveying he's not included in any of this. Yeah. And then I look down and the place that Mario is included in is totally gone. It's sold Nothing out. else <laughs> is. And there's $500 of Lego accessories that are unusable. And Matt's like, ah, eh, that's Lego fuckery. I'm like, no, no, no. You can lose like eight pieces from any Lego set and it's still a Lego set. Like there's a thing here that counts coins. You build levels out of them and you, Nobody in this nobody in this region of the country can use this yeah. because of this. Even when Nintendo's not making a product, every Nintendo product gets Nintendo the fuck up. So <laughs> I was just having flashbacks. My mom totally would have been one of those parents that bought me one of the ten dollar Mario costumes. Yep, thinking that was good enough to play with. Like, oh, here you go, Matthew. And it's like I can't do anything with this. I need the hundred dollar Mario to put these clothes on. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I cannot. I cannot believe I, I didn't factor that in my head. No Lego set has ever sold costumes before and why why wouldn't they because they're all uniform there's only one mario figure there's multiple five dollar costumes to buy for this thing that's as cheap as it gets with legos by the way and those are literally unusable like the hat the hat will just fall to the ground like it can't (laughs) sit on any lego has a perception that like gamers are rich or something because the only set i've seen that kind of did this kind of thing was 
Lego Infinite, you know, like they are. Oh, I, I can't imagine why they'd have that perception, considering that we dropped sixty dollars on entertainment products at the top. Of, drop it's of not the Lego Infinite. What That's was the true. Lego version called? Lego Dimensions. Sorry, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Disney Infinity. Yeah. Uh, no, le- yeah, Lego Dimensions was like a, a eighty dollar product with about thirty dollars of Legos. But I just remember in stores it'd be like, yeah, here's this twenty dollar Lego figure. Doesn't get you extra game content but unlocks an in-game skin for this Lego character in your game. And I'm like, wow, they, they think gamers are just dropping money right and left all over this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's wild. And- Man, that shit is so long gone. It's not that I think this wasn't like a, a fun concept, but the idea, you know, now I've met a bunch of my friends' kids who love Mario. There is no Mario to play Legos with in all these sets that require him. And, yeah. and because they wanted to sell him in a premium set and make sure they made more money, they fucking... Dude, this thing might be... I want to see how much money they lose in the first month. What was it I said? Thank you, consumer, but our Mario is in another Lego playset. Oh. Uh, that's... Yes. <laughs> I'm sure all the, like, they're, they're... I can guarantee you it was, like, eBay scalpers bought up every set that includes mm-hmm. Mario, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. selling those for three to four times retail, and are they're, they can't wait for the holidays, and it's just like... That's the shit that I hate. So like TL and I, I was on, I was on the live from the pool house this week and we we're talking about sneakers, you know, the sneaker app that, that they have now, like in this, the, the aftermarket for sneakers. And it reminded me a lot of like Ticketmaster and the fact that it's like stupid, like shitty people with a lot of money up front and technology will buy up all this stuff so that the guys mm-hmm. who actually want a thing have to pay three to four times what it's actually worth and then they'll spend all the money on cigars top hats and monocles so that they can sit there looking rich and laughing and 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 meanwhile like uh uh, this last week NECA toys had to announce that they'd done they'd they'd done something about it um because they would you know they're they're, you know what NECA toys is they make i have uh their movie ninja turtles uh action figures they made the uh nes batman and robocop yeah Great toys, NECA. Uh, they're the only people who have made a Simpsons uh, wrestling character, the Bret Hart action figure from Hell from yeah. the Simpsons. Wow. Uh, and 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 they had to announce that, like, and I'm not in on. The, I don't fucking care about. <laughs> I'm not going to line up to get these kind of toys. Uh, but yeah, they, their buying system, their pre-order system, has been ruined by scalpers and bots. And they, those people, those people get a majority of them. And I think that it wasn't because they were getting a bunch of complaints. They were just getting a bunch of uh, emails like, look, I've tried. I've been there hour, minute one. I always lose. And these all show up on third party sellers for six times the amount you're selling them for. And then you don't, they're a limited supply. That's part of the game. And you don't ever sell them again. So like, if you're not going to protect your store from these people like i just can't care anymore and so they had to announce for a toy seller to be like have to announce massive measures to like really curb third-party scalpery is 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 neat and weird because like i don't expect them to keep up if there's really money to be made off it i don't think they can keep up with that that's not what they do it's it's enough just to them for them to keep up with general e-commerce i don't know how you do this at all but, uh, it's why I'm so glad that video games now are d- digital, because yeah, there's man. no such thing as supply shortages when you have digital yeah, games. Yep. Yeah, dude. It's 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 such a it's such a bummer. And I'm not saying don't be a fan of certain things. Just like at a certain point, this Nintendo fandom is like embarrassing to me, <laughs> and I'm their target. And uh, this this is this was sort of one of those things. Like, yeah, you did a pretty fucking uh, greedy thing, and it's it might fuck you entirely. When are you. 
these Lego sets don't full refill that often. And yeah, uh, you know what? I bet they were planning on selling them at the Nintendo World Universal theme parks that I'm surely going to open any minute nice. now. Is that in the news? No. Oh, they did because I did see in the news because I, I still I'm not going to do it. But if you heard that bonus time with you guys, I'm still threatening to like, you know, I got so much mounting adult shit. Why not commit suicide by going to theme parks during a oh. pandemic? <laughs> and then I saw Universal's Volcano Bay. It's like in the pandemic, it's managed. This water slide has managed to injure 150 people oh while gosh. paralyzing one person. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, and like, yeah, that's a, like, uh, you want to talk bravery, like climb Mount Everest, pussy. I'm going to go to Universal and get on this water slide <laughs> <laughs> during a pandemic. <laughs> it's like that theme park they did the documentary about, that danger park documentary. Yeah, I don't know which slide. He's like, action no, we park. tested it. And like, yeah, and actually some park. of the people who were tested it, and like, I broke my nose testing this Jesus. fucking water slide. And like, this sounds so cool. I have to get on this water slide. It has a loop-de-loop. And if you actually manage to go over the loop, you'll just fall down and break your neck. Yeah. And then you have to get through the punching orchard. It's, it's, it's difficult. <laughs> and then you have to survive three whole minutes underwater. Yeah. Well, when you, when you, when you leave the car, the, the park, it's just the ball flicking gauntlet on the way out. They yeah. just flick at your balls the entire time. Very painful. Yeah, did you watch that episode of Baki too? <laughs> no. It's a massive bummer to see how far along Universal's Super uh, Nintendo World is, which it really looks finished and it was supposed to be finished now in time for the biggest tourism event in history the Tokyo 2020 Summer Olympic Games that is now not happening and neither is the opening of that park but the American park was always going to be a year off anyway so uh, I don't mean to say it wasn't me to be slamming Japan I just wasn't I would much rather drive four hours than a drive across the ocean and we'll see <laughs> we'll see I, I'm I'm so I think, you know, the baseball thing is proving that is not how you reopen sports. But I think basketball, we might end up not being like, yeah, that's what we got to do. <laughs> oh, my God. In my hometown, teachers are already dead and the Marlins have already contracted coronavirus. Yeah. It's wild. Really they had to, like, time. delay. They had to cancel games already. The baseball season had just started up. That's that's news. Um, <laughs> the baseball games had added crowd members via the Unreal Engine. Yeah, Fox on Fox. Like that was mm -hmm. they were touting it as one of their exclusives. Like, watch the games on Fox. We have fake crowds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prepare yourself from six years from now when we'll have to pretend people showed up to baseball games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. they they even had a bench clearing brawl in the Dodger uh, Astros game, and it was so weird without the crowd there because none of the guys wanted to fight. They're like, well, no one's egging us on. I'm a millionaire. I really don't want to punch anyone right yeah. now. Man. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to go home. We forfeit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to the community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was with the new consoles coming, which one's going to emerge as your media machine? Is that important to you or do you get your non-game media elsewhere? Uh, VidigameApocalypse.com. The comments are currently down, so we cannot read those right now. But uh, on Twitter, at 90s reference says, I've never bought a console at launch, so this is the first time I've even considered Xbox. I never use them as media devices since I have several other devices like my 
New favorite Shield TV. It has GeForce Now and emulators, plus 4K AI upscaling, plus HBO Max, plus Peacock. Are you fucking kidding me? The Shield TV has HBO Max, but fucking Roku, Roku. doesn't. Yeah. yeah, I've n- I've never I've never even there's a Shield TV. Yeah. I- I think huh. it's like exclusive to China because remember, like the Shield okay. had like a streaming version of Mario on it in China. It's anyway. I I remember the Vic Mackey show. That guy didn't take any shit. He was like Al Capone with a badge. That's in the first episode. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we can do a corrupt cops episode soon. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about the Shield. Vic Mackey. Yeah. There we go. Sneak it around while he feeds Mexicans tainted burritos. That's a, <laughs> that's an actual level. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, at Dr. Huawei says, um, hey, maybe I'm just a grumpy old gamer, but I don't really need my game systems to do other, anything other than play great games. The only time I cared even a little about them doing something else was during the PS2 era when DVDs were a new phenomenon. But these days I have multiple devices that can stream anything I want. It seems like Nintendo is the only console maker that knows what it's making toys. Yes, video games are toys. That's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean games can't be art. It's not a value judgment. It's just the truth. I once heard a guy dismiss the Switch as a toy for kids as if his Xbox One was a very serious device for very serious adults. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Sony and Microsoft have spent the last two decades trying to protect the insecurities of the hardcores by selling uh, their consoles. hardcores, please? Te hardcores, yes, yes, yes. Uh, by selling their consoles as home media entertainment systems that just happen to play games. Well, guess what? I already have one of those. It's called an iPad, and I mostly use it for porn. Hell yeah! Also, <laughs> I, I can stream shows on my Fire Stick. Do you use that for porn? Uh, and I don't care about HBO Max because I'm not obsessed with the Snyder Cut. Oh, well. Hey, man. That... HBO Max also has but Fresh Prince Bel Air. It, it also has uh, Close Enough, which is a fucking fantastic yeah. show by JG Quintal, creator Dang. of the and regular th- show. Three banned episode of the bo- banned episodes of the Boondocks that I had never seen. Ah, damn. All right, mm-hmm. one, one last joke in this tweet. Uh, at least Sony's new system isn't just another black box, even though it does look like a robot vagina giving birth to a modem. <laughs> kind of does, doesn't it? Like it looks like my college mascot, which is a good. You are a, a grumpy old gamer, yeah. and I'll tell you something from my perspective as another grumpy old gamer. I have a great television that has three HDMI inputs. That doesn't cover the amount of mini systems that I have. Yeah. That I have. Uh, that doesn't, that doesn't, I have twice the amount of mini systems and I have a Switch and I have an Xbox and I have a PS4. What are you going to do? And you say like, I have other media devices that do that. I do too. iPad. Cool. Do I want to hook that up to my television and get in the Apple environment? Not really. Uh, by, I didn't buy the Xbox one in any way because of its media streaming capabilities. It just became outright and clear. When I would buy, we bought a fire stick and we bought a, a smart television and I was astonished, astonished day one on all of those things. The UI is absolute dog shit. And it's it, the what Xbox smart it, television were you using? Samsung. Really? Samsung, Samsung, huh. LG and Sony. They're all fucking dog shit. They're all terrible. They never ever up in fact the samsung 4k television that mm-hmm. i bought a few years ago stopped updating several apps 
and uh-huh. I no longer have access to Amazon Prime, and and so I just like just gave it to somebody because like you can only watch Netflix on it. And meanwhile, uh, you have the Xbox thing, and oh, sorry, another that Fire Stick. What I hate about the Amazon environment is like before I can get to my thing, it sh- it points me to like nine hundred thousand things it would rather me buy instead of get to my shit. When you click the Xbox thing, it's just so fucking easy and clean. You just get right to what you're going to. All the apps work. The interface is constantly updated. I have never found that to be the case. With the, the Fire Stick is constantly having problems. I don't know what Microsoft's doing to facilitate apps on that platform, but dude, it has the fucking Cody app, which is pure piracy, and it's updated regularly. <laughs> it's it, it's awesome. It, like everything, uh, uh, Plex use Plex. Like, like, you can stream stuff from your PC to the Xbox, like, with, within the native Xbox media app. You cannot do that with PS4 still to this day. Uh, it's fucking awesome on accident. So I, you may say, I got plenty of devices that can do that. They do it like dog shit and it crashes constantly and the UI is absolute piss. Every, <laughs> every time on my dad's, I bought him a brand new blue, Blu-ray player two years ago because I couldn't stand how his streaming apps worked. Um, and every single time it loaded up one of those apps, it had to show me that it was connecting to the internet for about 30 or 40 seconds. And every time it ran an ad on Hulu, it had to reconnect to the internet again. And like, this is Sony. They make their PS4 works better than this. Are you sure you're not just cursed? Because I haven't had any of these experiences. With what, with what platforms? Uh, well, I have a Samsung TV, uh, Mm -hmm. which again, you, you derided, but it's like, no, I I have no problem with the Netflix app. It's fine. Yeah, I, I, no, I think Um, it's, it's, it's terrible. I I have to agree to disagree. There was a point a couple of years ago where it, it became much better because I have, the Roku stick from a few years ago and it's very slow versus I bought a fire stick last year and it's way, just a way better experience. And that I also noticed that happened with the smart TVs, just the UI and everything got better. Like the early gen stuff sucked. It was a terrible, I mean, we also like our cable has like, lets us access Netflix through the cable box. Oh, just like my dad. Yeah, but it works pretty well. So, (laughs) but I don't have, I don't have one of those. And I I admit those environments are a little better, but like the, the Xbox, like even their Hulu app, you can, you can like cast from your phone into the Hulu app. I use a lot of Plex with, uh, my servers and some friends. Uh, the one on the Samsung products is laughable. It's like they launched it day one and never, ever fixed it. And you have to understand app developer developers will develop first the one that is on the most platforms. And I think it just emerged that like Microsoft was one of those because Sony was blocking apps for a really long time. Now, I think it was blocking things like Sling and it wouldn't pay whatever fee HBO was asking. So it like it lacked apps compared to Microsoft. But uh, yeah, everything else I have is, is, is hella crashy. I'm not nuts on this. Um, it, it, I can show you my Xbox or my uh, Samsung interface. Like Netflix is the only app that even works at this point. It's it's all real bad. And again, over the air television. I'm a little curious. I understand if the Xbox Series X didn't do that because I can't imagine many people used it, but I did, and um, it, it didn't cost that much money. It was neat, hmm. good interface, hmm. and you could use your Xbox as a DVR. That's Chris, cool. what does what does uh, Chris Herrera have to say here? Uh, probably the PS5. I have a lot invested in the ecosystem, and I haven't seen the competition offering anything media-wise that it doesn't. Uh, that said, I'm open to whatever, and usually get each system eventually. That's how I am, Chris. Um, I started Gen Seven, uh, <laughs> Gen Seven loyal to the PS3, 
and the NXE update won me over with Party Chat. Gen 8, I was back to PlayStation. They had everything I wanted, um, and the Xbox One's interface has been a disappointing disaster from day one. I won't really argue with you there. Uh, it's gotten better since, but still not as good as NXE. Nintendo is doing their own thing, and I love them for it, but I, I don't see myself using them for media watching anytime soon. I need a Switch. I need the Switch free so I can play uh, while watching Netflix on whatever <laughs> on one of the other systems. That is an excellent point. I, and I, I did want to say that I can't see, like, I can't wait to see what supports uh, XCloud should that be a thing uh, at launch because shit, like, I want to play Xbox games and still watch things on TV. On TV. Oh, that could be the solution. Shit, yeah. If, uh, you know, we were saying, like, oh, you know, they don't, all the games didn't run on the PC platform, it was just on Xbox. I wonder, though, if the xCloud streaming things will mean, like, literally I can get access to any of that stuff just through a PC. It, it should. I feel like I've, I've heard disturbingly little about that, but the promise is there. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it at last year's E3, I saw it running on mobile devices and service devices, which did not interest me because I'm not going to hook a Bluetooth controller up to an iPhone to play a AAA console game. But hey, no, more power to loss, you. Man. <laughs> I might for my iPad sit it on my chest while I watch yeah. Deep Space Nine. <laughs> uh, nice. Carrie Chandler says, I have my gaming PC hooked up to my TV and use that for all of my streaming, so it's not a consideration for me. I'm going to get a PS5 because I didn't get the PS4 and missed out on a ton of really great exclusives. With Xbox, every exclusive ends up coming to PC eventually, so I can't see a reason that I would get one. You know, I could say I could I could make fun of you a lot, Carrie, but I I, I sort of envy you if you missed out on all the PS4 goodness and get a PS5 get and get now? to experience it. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Patrick Imbo says, "I'm like Michael." Um, well, if you really liked Michael, you'd spell his name correctly. Yeah. Anyway, I use my Samsung Smart TV for most uh, streaming. I also have a Chromecast. My PS4 is used for gaming and disc media. It's likely I'll pick up the PS5 with disc drive as I have a PC with Game Pass for any Xbox titles I'm missing out on. There you go. That's that's the move. Just saying, y'all have too many H... To have more than one device to stream everything you need feels ridiculous to me. The Xbox One fills all that. You know what I'm hearing, Chris? Hmm. I'm hearing a lot of people that should be Patreon subscribers. If they can afford all these devices, oh, damn for it. real. You know oh. what I'm hearing? So long, gay Bowser! <laughs> <laughs> so somebody pointed out that's so long, a Bowser. So long, a Bowser? No, it Bowser? is. It, yeah. it is, but like... But it sounds like gay he, Bowser. As an Italian, I could point out it's just as offensive what he says it is. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Uh, Connor Wade, his uh, last, last person here, says, uh, PS5, but that's mainly for Blu-rays. I use an Apple TV for streaming, and that has basically become my media machine. That device might be one of the best things I've purchased. Wow. I was I was talking earlier to someone, I forget who, about like, because <laughs> we were talking about this very thing. Did you say so long, gay Bowser? I'm like, no. I said, so long, Bowser. And like, and like that's not offensive. I'm like, no, I think Italians are just happy to be talked about like <laughs> i don't i and like can can any question of the week name a one other italian game character and i'm taking away Ezio. Hmm. Ezio. Ah. <laughs> name one other one it's so like oh yeah but it's also the biggest one ever neat yeah, yeah. Uh, that's true i argue so new question of the week in honor of destroy humans uh remake coming out this week on the heels of its remaster 
What is a game from two or more generations ago that you would most like to see remade or remastered? Two generations ago being PS2, Xbox, original Xbox era. Um, I guess for me, uh, there are probably a bunch that I'm going to, I'm forgetting about right now and I'm going to kick myself about later, but, uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, I would love to see be playable in an HD form other than what was on 3DS. Like, I want that other on my on TV. 3DS. Remember, as I explained, those environments are redone in 3D. The original ones, mm. um, yeah, there was a lot of 2D backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But I, I would, I would love to see them get like the Spyro treatment. Like, have have a remake that looks more like something like Breath of the Wild, or just that that takes the original art style and expands on it and makes something really nice looking for today's audiences, for today's hip teens. It's so difficult because there's so many things that have well, at least been like you may not want to say remastered, but ported. Hmm. Um, or remade. Yeah, uh, it wasn't the news that like Nintendo had a direct the other week, and like even though they said over and over again, we're not announcing any titles mm-hmm. first party. What about Metroid Four? Well, everyone's everyone's waiting. I, I I didn't know this until like Brett started writing about it and like getting a ton of hate because I just started working at Radar. That like no the the Wii it, it's cool. This has this new controller. We think it might you know be a game changer but like with no hd it's going to put all these games two generations behind mm-hmm. what it eventually comes next and i could have sworn you know the rumor was that galaxy was coming and galaxy i think is one of the best um odyssey is the best 3d mario i think but um galaxy's up there mm. and we're talking a ton about mario 64 I really would like to see I, just to see Galaxy in HD without loading up my dolphin yeah. and taxing my computer. I, I really want to see Super Mario Galaxy One in particular. I think it's a perfect game. You know, it was really surprising to me recently. Like mm-hmm. for for whatever reason, there was something I wanted on the the Wii U eShop, and I mm-hmm. went in and realized, like, do you know you can still get like a shit ton of original Wii games, like as digital versions for Wii U? Like you Are can. You- you could you can? get uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. I thought it was down. I thought I, I loaded up recently to give it to a friend. I thought the e- whole eShop was down. Oh, the, the Wii eShop has been down for years, but the Wii U eShop is still oh, going strong. That's what I was talking about. Like, it wouldn't even load up for me. Hmm. But it could have just been, like, the amount of time it just takes to yeah. load up. But, but like, you can, you can get, like, original games that would be, like, very difficult to find because they're on disc. Uh, right. But you can just download them digitally. Uh, Punch Out and the Metroid Prime Trilogy, like all that shit's mm-hmm. available there. Metroid Prime Trilogy is my answer, actually. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, at first, I was going to say Blink's the Time Sweeper, but no one really wants Come on that. Now. Um, uh, but so here's a game that I could never afford the first time around that I always wanted to play. I have no no idea if the game's good, but if it's a remake that I get to decide is good. I don't understand why they've never done Steel Battalion in VR. Steel it seems like the Battle perfect Lion. experience for it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think Capcom's willing to take any chances <laughs> anymore with anything like that. Uh, yeah. it, it seems silly not to, but like, there were a lot of buttons in that game, man. Shit. But I, I like, feasibly, like, you, there's no reason you couldn't recreate that whole console in VR. 
Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It had a windshield wiper with that multi-hundred dollar controller that was just a bunch of switches and the HOTUS and stuff. And I'm like, you could approximate most of that in VR with the motion controls, and it would be really neat. I think that's what they tried to do with the Connect version, but nobody liked that. Yeah, well, Connect. Yeah. But it was also that was uh, also uh, like a uh, tank Dave. game and not a mech game. So we've done other kind of in cockpit VR experiences mm-hmm. to the point where we know it works. So yeah, yeah let's do that. Sure. I mean, uh, hit up Dave. Dave's the only person on Metacritic that liked that game. I love that about Dave. He's fucking <laughs> like he had the perfect Connect environment, and it all worked for Dave. Good for him. Mm-hmm. So what is a game from two generations or more that you would like to see come back? Once again, two generations or more being at no older than PS2 or X- Xbox generation um, or GameCube. Uh, let us know. Notice how I didn't say Crimson Skies again. Oh, fuck. That would have been a good one. I'd love to see a remaster. I was going to say Crimson Panzer Skies. Dragoon Saga, but I never yes. played it. So I don't actually know if it's good or not. It, it was really good. good. Excellent, man. Yeah, I would love to see that as well. But uh, maybe yours is something different. Let us know. Go to videogameapocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode 378, assuming it's working. Uh, or if it's not, you can hit us up on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. And as always, we will select the best answers and read them on next week's show. So... That has been our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Uh, Chris, Matt, what do you want to tell them about? I want to talk about... Um, I'm really proud of it, but like uh, uh, Sick of Star Wars, we're heading into the original trilogy, and um, instead of elongating the episode about A New Hope, if you will, I... We did a precursor episode about life before Star Wars, um, pre-1977, mm. and what the film industry was going through. And it required more research than almost anything I've ever done because there's so much that has been written, filmed, and recorded about Star Wars. And just checking, like crossing all those T's, making sure, like, I've never heard that before. Is that real? Um, that's the episode you're going to hear this week. And it's not as, uh, it's not a lot like, it's not, it's something we accidentally did for the first episode, but like, it's just a, a little over an hour about like what Hollywood was like before Star Wars. And, you know, as you'll hear from the clip, like, uh, can you imagine having to pitch Star Wars in a studio's best frame of reference being 2001 of Space Odyssey? No, Jesus. Why is this the same genre for you? Like what, what, what has happened to, what has happened to this whole industry? How, how have we never, how have we never made a color adventure sci-fi series before? And we sort of hadn't. And, uh, Luke, George Lucas, man, I, I don't know why he was so confident about it, but hmm. good Lord. Well, I know that good like Lord. one of his big points of reference was World War II films. And, uh, uh, Flash Gordon serials. Right. And, yeah. Hidden and fortress, comic books, right? places, but like, uh, you know, I, I, if you hear me talk about it, like the highest grossing sci-fi movies of the late sixties, early seventies, it's just like Logan's run, Soylent Green, Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. all a bunch of morose shit where the main character dies in the end. Yep. And you think about that, like with Luke Skywalker holding onto his sister, flying across a thing on a rope and then having a cool sword fight. Like, yeah, why the fuck, 
why were you so against this? Yeah. <laughs> why do we have to have morose Be- because science Because they would have thought of it as like, oh, that's like a dumb 30s throwback. Why would we right. have that? Or they would have filmed it as an actual throwback like Flash Gordon was mm. filmed and it looked mm. cheap. I think that was, I think that was an accident, but the, that, that movie's, those people are fucking idiots. Holy shit. I did <laughs> dig up exact quotes on how much they wanted from George Lucas to make the Flash Gordon movie and it's just like, you idiot motherfuckers. You could have, <laughs> this, this IP is dead in the water, a mm-hmm. laughing stock. I still love that movie. Hawkman? Nice. The Hawkman is amazing. Die! I watched Ryan it recently in full for the first time. That movie sucks. <laughs> it's so bad. Queen got away with murder. Like, uh, can you write an original song for us? I think so. Flash. Ah! He's yeah. the best guy ever. <laughs> and like, the, you didn't tell him to go back and like do this again. Like, I know he's Freddie Mercury, but like they barely. <laughs> oh, it's got he's got a great voice, but Queen barely Just tried. A man, a man of courage. <laughs> oh, also that. That, that's a really good guitar riff they came up with for that. It's such a stupid song. And it's, it's even it's better if you listen to the Big O theme song and realize it's the same song. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Flash, ah, he's got a great credit score. <laughs> Someone should tell me more about this movie. Real quick, depending on when I can get out there to the masses, um, Adam of Padukin, which a uh, new episode was out last week, uh, Double Dragon, talking about brawlers and shit. Fucking awesome. Love Paduk and the Arcade Podcast. Jeremy and Tweakalicious, they joined me uh, to talk about uh, fake characters locked in real legal battles. And um, that'll be up as soon as I can get it up. I, I apologize for the delay. And um, in addition to Sick of Star Wars, there's a brand new bonus time. And 302010 this week is also wonderfully exciting. Yes, DuckTales, The Treasure of the Lost Ooh. Lamp is out. And I get to talk Ooh. about that movie. Woohoo. And, uh, and, and coming very soon, 302010 has its games edition joined by Video Game Apocalypse's, what did I call, yeah, Mr. Diana Goodman, Michael Parras, and Maddie Allen. Mm-hmm. And we are also joined by Chris Baker, editor of PlayStation, the official, no, the official PlayStation magazine. Yes. OPM. Former employee of Marvel and Lucasfilm, I believe bringing us to a collective 80 years of experience in the video game industry to talk about the video game celebrating uh 30 20 and 10 anniversary so five bucks patreon.com slash laser time 100 movie commentaries bonus shows every week we love you thank you so much for your support especially during this time man i know it's not easy so thanks everyone we're gonna add andy eddie to that and have over a century's worth of gaming experience on one show (laughs) oh i gotta i gotta reach out to titan ae he's got some some great stories he really does well let's see think times are weird but the old ways have not died folks if you want to help our show for free uh head on over to the apple podcast and write a review five star reviews only please Uh, that actually does help us Uh, and then you can go over check me out on the twitters at maddie c allen and that is also the name i stream under so m-a-t-t-y-c-a-l-l-e-n i stream every tuesday just started adding on every friday as well and then bonus streams on the weekends so that's maddie c allen and as always you can follow us on twitter at vg apocalypse or me personally at wiki Parez. that's been our show thanks for listening everybody we'll see you next week That's delicious.